Welcome into round two of the high school football playoffs of the state of Tennessee. This is TriStar Friday Night Live Countdown. J.P. Plant, the Hall of Famer Mo Patton, and the Sundrop Kid from Alabama, Chris Yao. Welcome in. What a fun time uh, coming up. We are going to go through every single football game in round two. We are going to tell you if we think there is a lock, if it's too close to call, or if there is an upset alert to be had. We will go through all of that, And uh, but before we get into that, want to reflect a little bit back to round one and want to get the thoughts of Chris and Mo and what surprised them, biggest perhaps upset thoughts on round one of the playoffs from the broad view. Uh, Mo, we'll start with you. You know, JP, you and I have both talked about Division Two, Three A. Oh boy, and how here we, we go. Felt like um, <laughs> Ensworth was yes. the most likely team to come out of the bracket opposite of um, Macaulay mm-hmm. because we feel like Macaulay's going to be there. Well, um, Baylor would like to make this thing an all Chattanooga affair, apparently, and got started with a twenty-one thirteen uh, win over Ensworth, thus knocking off our. Our, I know, yeah, foe. So a little hurtful, Mo. It uh, was. I took, and I took that personally. Personally, as, as, yeah, as okay. Michael Jordan MJ. would say, yeah, yeah. So um, <laughs> that one kind of stuck out to me. And in six A, did not expect number three seed Gallatin out of Region mm-hmm. Five to um, go to Smyrna and win that one, and certainly not as decisively as they did twenty four seven Green Wave. So. Um, those kind of stick out to me. Chris? Yeah, I'm going to stick in 6A with you, and I'm going to stick right there in Region 5 because mm. number four seed Clarksville with the win over number one seed Cane Ridge. Region 6 goes home uh, early. <laughs> All four teams All four. are out, and that's something that they've, they've had to deal with in the past having to take on those Williamson County teams. This is not the first time this has happened. Matter of fact, I think it's the second year in a row that particular – most of those teams are in that region, that that region has all gone home. Uh, but also, I uh, called the Farragut Science Hill you one. Did, so. yeah, you did, you did. I want, I want to go back to the, the 6A. You, you know, you, th- or you think that, okay, they're looking at we get a different cross region mm-hmm. this year. It's not the Williamson County, and we're like, okay, maybe we got a chance to, get, to get, win a game or two. Not so fast, my friend. Unbelievable. Yeah. yeah I mean, as bad tough. as Gallatin has, has looked – in 5A last year, moving up to 6A, you certainly didn't think they were going to have a better chance to win a playoff game, and yet here they are in round two. All right, so playoff. Hold, hold up just yep, a second. Okay. I, I, I got I to throw an asterisk on Chris's upset. <laughs> on the one he called? On the one he called. Okay. Because he's talking about Farragut and Science Hill, which uh-huh. four beating one on the road, certainly an upset. 57-56 Farragut in – in overtime, I don't mm-hmm. know how many overtime. I think it was but, two. So, which is that's kind of why I downplayed that. I mean, I don't think it was that big of an upset because it can't be a huge upset if I thought it was going to happen, right? Like, I mean, we we didn't expect Gallatin. Upsets to win. are relative, yeah. Right. I mean, <laughs> you know, it's Farragut. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you know, it is well, what, and it's Science Hill. Exactly, and, and I mean, the only other one that I could think of is that Nolensville Station Camp. 
game that you know after having us having watched Nolensville a couple of times this year, never expected them to go beat eight and two Station Camp, and they they find themselves in round two, Region Six, five uh, A, with the near sweep. They were really one point away. They got beat forty eight. Uh, Franklin County was beaten forty eight to forty, but it was close. Yeah, uh, I tell you, just in terms of ones and fours in Class One A. Number four seed Humboldt comes in three and six, mm-hmm. goes to Middle College in Memphis undefeated, and number one out of Region Eight. Humboldt wins that one thirty-one eight. Um, that that probably deserves a little mention in terms of round one upsets, as does Jackson Northside, another number four seed. Um, I think in Region, I'm sorry, in class. Was that 4A? I think they're in 4A. Yeah. Yeah. Number four seed Jackson Northside going to Kirby and earning the 14-13 win. So, again, ones and fours. But I'm I'm not sure necessarily how much of a upset either of those right. was in actuality. All right. Um, real quickly, uh, Mo, since Innsworth is out, I think all of the rest of our state championship contenders – we predicted last week are still involved. So if not Innsworth, then who coming out of the bottom in D three? Heck if I know. <laughs> well give me give me one right now. I, give me one. I guess NBA. I okay. guess I'll poke the bear that's, again that's or the Red I, Raider. That's who I think. Be, yeah. That's who I think too. It's more right. so read, right? That's the only reason I went yeah. with them. Yeah. All right. Uh, Want to get uh, to our games in round two as we look to tonight's contest. We'll start in D two Class A and we'll go uh, from east to west. USJ, the one seed out um, out of uh, out of the west, they are taking on Kings Academy uh, tonight at home. Uh, a lock, too close to call, or upset alert here, Mo? I think USJ is a lock. A lock. I, I agree. That they are a lock. All right. Uh, I'm going to make that three locks for USJ. They advance on to take on the winner of DCA Friendship Academy. This is at Donaldson Christian Academy, Mo. I'm torn between making DCA a lock and making this one too close to call because I have said on more than one occasion, John McNeil may be the best coach in the state of Tennessee. Um, And his teams are always ready to play. Um, DCA is playing some awfully good football right now. I, I think DCA is a lot. A lot. I do, too. I think DCA is a lot. All right. Uh, I, as well, think DCA is a lot. All right. Middle Tennessee Christian hosting Trinity Christian. I saw Trinity Christian last week. This could be a heck of a ball game. But um, they came in at 3-6, and six and they were on the road in the opening round for a reason. I think MTCS is a lot. I got it too close to call. Oh, first one. All right. I think in Middle Tennessee Christian, a lock, which is not that one. I just wanted to play it. There's the lock. All right. Nashville <laughs> Christian uh, <laughs> taking on Jackson Christian. I believe Nashville Christian is hosting. I believe Nashville Christian is hosting as well, and I believe Nashville Christian is a lock. I, I do, too. I, we can't not think D.C. and Nashville Christian are locks, right, because we picked them to go to the finals. Exactly. <laughs> there you go. I do as well. All right. Uh, to D2, 2A, uh, we go. And if I can find it, there we go. All right. Lausanne hosting BGA. I think this one's too close to call. BGA just won 28-27 last week 
over Chattanooga Christian, and um, this could be another tough one for the Wildcats. Watch out, Lausanne. Upset alert, Wildcats. All right, there you go. Uh, I think this one is too close to call as well, BGA playing well. Not quite sure what Lausanne has. C-P-A-C-A-K. There you go. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty simple. For you, <laughs> it's, it's a and walk all the way. one for me. There we go. All right, Lipscomb Academy, <laughs> Silverdale. Keep it, keep it going. Uh, what a tough draw for Silverdale, though, right? Yeah. yeah. Hey, at least they got. At least they got a win. There you go. And finally, Webb uh, taking on Davidson Academy. Mm. I guess if you look at the seeds, Davidson Academy going on the road and beating Knoxville Webb would be an upset. So. That's what I'm calling. An upset. Upset. Okay. Uh, I've got it too close to call. Okay. Um, I'm with you too close to call on that one. All right. Two, triple A, triple A, D2. Father Ryan at Macaulay. Uh, We're just going to go single dings here. Locks (laughs) for that one. Uh, That will get us to Pope Prep. Uh, traveling south to take on Brentwood Academy. Brentwood Academy is the number two out of the west. Pope Prep is the number three out of the east. I am inclined to go with Pope Prep. So call that whatever you will. That would be an upset based on on that. I've got it too close to call, but I picked Pope Prep in our... Uh... In our pick'em, so I'm trying to remember what I picked in our pick'em because I don't want to go against it, and I don't remember. But because I think I was a little torn on this one, I'm um, I'm with I'm with Mo. I think Kenny Mitchie gets it done. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, that leads us to uh, Baylor at NBA. Going NBA, clearly. I got a lock. Yeah, because I got NBA in the finals. Yeah. All right. Even though Baylor, uh, with that upset over Innsworth, still got them. We, we've got NBA to the finals now, so I guess we've got them beating Baylor. That's true. I guess I got to go with that one, don't I? All right, uh, and then finally, Christian Brothers, Briarcrest. This is a big backyard brawl. A couple of Memphis powers going at it, and Briarcrest has not traditionally had a whole lot of success against Christian Brothers. But Briarcrest is the number one seed out of the West, and CBHS is number five. So. I'm going to go with the Saints of Briarcrest. There's a lock. Lock. That's a lock. Lock. You got a lock for Briarcrest. Um, I'm with you. Christian Brothers, their win over Knoxville Catholic, a little surprise to me, but they don't have it to get Briarcrest. Briarcrest to lock. All right. There you go. Uh, that gets through D2. Uh, coming up, we'll have uh, go through Class 1 through 6 in order on TriStar Friday Night Live Countdown. So stay tuned. Every game in Division 1 coming up right here on your home for high school sports all across the state. This is TriStar Friday Night Live Countdown, a Main Street Media production. We'll be back after this.
Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. Hi, this is Steve, the Garbage Man. Our company, The Garbage Man Incorporated, has been advertising on WKOM and WKRM for years now, and as a result, our company has really grown. Now we're looking for young, healthy, hardworking people to grow with us. We are in need of drivers and helpers. We pay serious money. So if you like outside work and want to work for a great local company, call me at 931-540-0919 and let's talk. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. American standard heating and air conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter like the drywall that somehow isn't american standard heating and air conditioning built to a higher standard call davis heating and cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs davis heating and cooling is your local american standard dealer and proudly serves the murray county area find davis heating and cooling online and on facebook or call today 388-2090 Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. TriStar Friday Night Live countdown rolls on. Round two of the TWSAA State Playoffs, and we are going through every game. J.P. playing the Hall of Famer, Mo Patton, and the Sundrop Kid from Alabama, Chris Yeah, We go to Class 1A, Division 1. All right, lock too close to call or upset alert. Uh, this one, Chris, will start with you. Cloudland versus Oakdale. Man, this is going to be a good one. I, I'm going to go with too close to call because I just don't know. You just don't know. Just don't um, know. I'm going to go too, Mo. You'll go last in this uh, in this segment. Uh, oh, I think it's too close to call <laughs> the best as class. well because I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't even know what the mascots for these two teams I don't are. Either. So. Too close to call. It's going to be a good one. That's what we're going to say. What do you I, think, Mo? I'm going to take Cloudland as a lock. Lock. He gets the lock. That's why he's a Hall of Famer. All right, up next, Chris, Midway at Coalfield uh, tonight. Yeah, this one's a lock. 
It's Coldfield. Coldfield. Uh, I'm with you. That 58 to nothing over North Green in the first round. Well, Coldfield playing. Coldfield's hot. been in the finals for a, a couple of times in the last few years, so that's the only reason. I'm yeah, they're playing good. Well, Coldfield's the number one seed. Midway won as the number three last week at Unica, so they might have a little something, but still. I'm taking the number one seed over the number three seed in a lock. In a lock. All right, so three locks for Coalfield. South Pittsburgh hosting Clay County. South Pitt, the one seed in Region 3. Clay County, the two seed out of Region 4, Chris. I got the interim coach with a lock. Ooh. <laughs> a lock for South Pitt? A lot the lock for South Pitt. At home? Yep. All right. Um, I am going with the... I guess technically it's an upset alert. I'm picking Clay County to win. Oh my! Mm-hmm. Oh my! Oh my! Yeah, that's huge. Yep. That is huge. Clay County. I'm I'm kind of torn between too close to call and the Pirates. I'm going to take the Pirates just because they are the Pirates. The Pirates. All right, there we go. Joe Burns at Gordonsville, Chris. That's about as lock as it gets. About as lock as it gets. Okay. Uh, yep. Yeah, I'm Gordonsville as well. Mo. Lock. Stock and barrel. Here we go. <laughs> All right. The speaking of Tigers, the reigning one mm. A state champs, Fayetteville hosting Dresden. Chris, I got Fayetteville in the finals, so I guess it's a lock. Okay. Um, I like a lock too for the Tigers. They're at home. One ringy dingy. Yep. <laughs> Fayetteville going to stouten up tonight. Um, <laughs> Without question. Cornersville at McKenzie. Chris. Ben Franklin, upset wow. alert. If he, oh, yeah. Cornersville over McKenzie. Wow. Mm. Mm. Uh, I'm going to play off of that and go too close to call. Okay. I'm not quite ready to pull that trigger. I am Ben Franklin bringing the electricity. Oh, Bulldogs look at you guys. All right. Peabody, the reigning 2A champs down in 1A. They get West Carroll at home. Yeah, they get the three seed out of their own region. It's a lot for the Golden Tide. All right. Uh, yeah, Golden Tide, Golden tonight. Make it three in a row. And finally in 1A, Lake County hosting Humboldt. Man, Humboldt got the upset last week. They get their own two seeds, so it's a lock for Lake County. Lake County a lock. Uh, I like Lake County as well. Same. All right, there we go. So that gets us 1A in the books. We go to Class 2A, South Green hosting Oneida, Chris. Uh, this is a lock for South Green. South Green lock. Uh, yes, South Green easily over Oneida Mope. Rebel football team trying to keep up with that state championship volleyball team, and they do so tonight. Lock. Lock. All right. Hampton goes to Rockwood, Chris. I am going to go with a lock, Rockwood. Lock for Rockwood. Um... I'm going to go too close to call. Something about Hampton just speaks to me. Well, one of the things that speaks to you is that Hampton has been ranked pretty much all year. I'm going with the upset here. Oh, all right. That's our first uh, one of each. All right, uh, Mex County, uh, this quadrant. Mex County hosting Trousdale County. So they're all too close to call, right? Because <laughs> I'm not picking. Is that what you're going with? I'm not picking either one of them. Um, I'm with you. Uh, yeah, same here. <laughs> All right. I'm not picking either one of them. Marion County at Watertown, the same for you? No, too, too close. close. Uh, yep, I'm going to go with that. Mo? Uh, yeah, this one, yeah. Too Both close? Too close. Oh, it's going to be fun keeping up with those. No yes, question it about is. it. All right, um, 
Forest, uh, the one seed out of Region 5 hosting Lewis County. Chris? I got an upset alert. Oh! I think it's Bobby Sharp. Bobby Sharp. Turning back the clock, huh? You know, here's a... Th- oh, I'm sorry. It's your turn. Okay. That's all right. <laughs> um, I got a, I got a lock on Forest. Yeah, this is one of those things where seeds don't necessarily, necessarily tell all of the story. I mean, if you pick Lewis County, it's an upset. I, I think I'm just going too close to call on this one. Who do you like? I, I like Lewis okay. County. Okay. All right. Yeah. Really, that's cool. Summertown uh, got their first uh, playoff win a week ago at home. They traveled to Riverside across the river. Love you guys down there, but it's Riverside. Yep, I'm the. Uh, I echo those sentiments too. Yeah, but lock for Riverside. Unfortunately. Hope they don't lock me out of Schaefer's after this. One, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, finally, we've got Westview hosting Fairly. Uh, Ty Simpson's a lock. Yeah, um, I'm with you as well. Playing better than his future college team, that's for sure. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Fairly's had a really good season this year. I think it comes to an end tonight. Westview in a lock. In a lock. All right. Finally, Huntingdon at MAHS. Look, Huntingdon's the only team that beat Peabody this year, but they also lost to uh, Westview. So you liked Moz after what we heard last I did. week. I did. I'm going to go with too close to call because of that. All right. Um,. I'm going out on that limb. I'm going to stay on that limb. I've got Maz going to the finals, so I like them in a lock. Um, I'm going to go with the upset with Huntington. Upset. Ding, ding, ding. Although, again, I'm not sure how it's much an of an upset it is. Right. But. All right, we've got about 30 seconds. Hmm? Best game in Class 1A? I think we might have just talked about it. In 1A? Uh, in 1A. Oh, in 1A. In 1A. Sorry. Probably sorry. going to be South Pitt Clay. Okay. Yeah, that's that's going to be a good one. Uh, best game in 2A? Huntington, Huntington Moss. Or Meg's. Any, any of that quadrant. Or Meg's Trousdale. Or Meg's Trousdale, yeah. Marion County, Watertown. Those, those three will be fantastic football games. It's going to be amazing. Yes, it will. A lot of fun to watch. All right, uh, stay with us, folks. Uh, coming up, we've got uh, Class 3A and 4A. We'll go through every game here on TriStar Friday Night Live Countdown. Round two edition. We'll be back after this short time out. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can count on us. We know that Jeep owners are one of a kind. Choose from our huge inventory or build your own one-of-a-kind Jeep from the ground up. Stop by today and one of our product specialists will help you customize the Jeep you want. Wrangler, Grand Cherokee, and Grand Wagoneer in the perfect color. Gotta have them options, powertrain, and more. And now, take advantage of the Jeep Wave program. More free maintenance at no additional cost. Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can count on us. Online at ColumbiaCDJR.com. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long, hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. 
Hey folks, this is Chandler Anderson from the Right Care Clinics, our Right Care Primary Care Clinic that's open 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Monday through Thursday. And the Kroger Shopping Center now has a new primary care provider, Miss Terry Locker. You may know her from Columbia State or the Murray Regional Medical Center ER. If you are tired of being rushed in and out of your primary care provider's office, come see Terry. She's going to sit down with you, treat you like family, and get your health care needs under control. Right Care Primary Care open 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Monday through Thursday. Columbia Foodland is a locally owned and operated family grocery store with a full line of dry, dairy, frozen, meat, and produce items. We focus on keeping the freshest hand-cut meat and produce items daily with the most competitive prices in town. We offer weekly ad specials as well as in-store weekly specials throughout the store. Located at 427 West 7th Street in Columbia in the former Harris Foodland location. Columbia Foodland. We are here and ready to serve the wonderful people of Columbia and the surrounding areas. At CSH, we know the sport of football builds discipline, character, and work ethic, three common characteristics of winners. It's a sport where we drowns out me. Leadership is nurtured, and that's why CSH supports all Murray County football teams and want to say a special thanks and good luck to every player, coach, volunteer, and parent of this year's teams from youth programs, middle schools, and high schools. We know football builds men that make a difference. Let's go. Serving Murray County for 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has provided the highest quality jewelry at the very best prices. They work hard to make their customers happy, and it's paid off. Their customers keep going back. Quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. We offer jewelry loans up to $4,500, and we will buy your gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still the same. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Welcome back in TriStar Friday Night Live Countdown Round 2 of the playoffs as we go through every game. J.P. Plant, the Hall of Famer, Mo Patton, Chris Yao with us. 3A and 4A in Division 1. We go through picking a lock, too close to call, or upset alerts. I'll go first in this segment. Uh, Unicoi County versus Pigeon Forge. I'm going to go a lock for Unicoi County. Mo? I've got Pigeon Forge. Oh! And an upset... You know, I'm, I'm with you, Mo. I got Pigeon Forge, too. After talking to Brian last week, I, I really like him. All right. Gatlinburg-Pittman uh, travels to Alcoa. We will ding through this one for all of us to give time for us to set up Loudon hosting Cannon County. Hmm. I'm going to go too close to call. I'm going Loudon. Loudon and a lock. Loudon and lock. lock. All right. Somebody keep in score. We got a. Uh, I guess we have proof of this uh, on, on the recording. It, it, yeah. Um, we go. We'll go back. We'll go back. Kingston at Giles County. Uh, Bobcats from the brickyard in a lock. Same. Agreed. All right. Uh, I like Giles King, County. That's a long you. way to go to yeah. King, from Kingston to, to East, the brickyard. East it Nashville uh, hosting Waverly. East Nashville shutting out White House Heritage a week ago. Waverly, of course, the story there. Um, I've got Waverly going to the state championship because of the story. It's going to be a tough one, but going with the upset, uh, technically Waverly over East Nashville. Yeah, I, I, I think I'm starting to swing that way as well. The Tigers in an upset here. 
Well, I've got Waverly in the finals, too, so. Got to go with them upset as well. Yeah, All right. The Eagles on upset yep. alert. Alert Joe Williams. Alert. <laughs> oh, and hide the sharp eyes. Yep. <laughs> Smith County at White House. Uh, I'm going to go White House in the lock. Yeah. Same. I agree, although that win over Fairview is pretty big for South for Smith County. But a lock for White House. All right. Uh, Dyersburg hosting Millington. Uh, I'll go with a lock for Dyersburg. I've got the Trojans in a lock. All right. Easy there. And then finally, Covington welcomes Ripley. Um, Ripley with a losing record, even though their win over Memphis Tees last week. Covington in a lock. Correct. That is correct. All right. That gets us to 4A. We've got... Greenville hosting Knox Fulton. Any reason not to ding through this one? Nope. <laughs> nope. Okay. All right. Well, there is a reason, I will tell you. Um, coach up there, Rob Black at Fulton, does yep. a great job. That team has been in state championship games, has won state championships, but that said, no. All of that to say it's Greenville. a lock in a cream. All right. Yeah. Elizabethan at Anderson County. I'm going to go Elizabethan in the lock. Same. Well, it's an upset, but yeah. Is it an upset? It is an upset. It is an upset. Upsets all the way around. Yeah. Technically right. an upset, but yeah. But, but yeah, but no. Yeah, but no. Yeah, but no. Red Bank, uh, it's a lock for the upset. How about that? Red <laughs> yeah. Bank Red Bank hosting Macon County. Uh, let's go. Ooh, too close to call on this one for me. Red Bank's at home. I'm taking Red Bank strictly on the basis of being at home because Macon County is an awfully good football yep. I'm going upset alert. I think Macon County gets the win. All right. DeKalb County travels to Upperman. Uh, I'm going to go with the lock for Upperman. They're at home. Well, this is a rematch of two Region 4 4A teams, and Upperman is the number one seed. So I'm going with the B's. Buzz, buzz. Buzz, buzz. Buzz them through. Buzz them through. We'll ding them through. That gets us to Tullahoma hosting Montgomery Central in a Region 5 matchup. Uh, redo. Uh, Tullahoma, the Wildcats, they stay undefeated in a lock at home. The country Wildcats, right? They're the, they're the city Wildcats. They are the city Wildcats. The city cats. They're, city they're the city cats. The okay. city cats. Well, because they have a city school system. City okay, school well, system. Well, ding. Ding the city cats. City cats get a team. City cats for sure. All right, Tullahoma gets that one. Pearl Cone travels to undefeated Hardin County on the banks of the Tennessee River in Savannah. I'm going to go too close to call. Firebird's going to go down to Savannah and eat some catfish and then take care of some tigers. Pearl Cone. Lock. That would be the upset, upset. technically. Yeah, 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 but no. (laughs) Barry and Brown. Will not play in this one, unfortunately, for the Firebirds. For that reason, it's too close to call. Mm. I think this could be a really, really good game. I was unaware of that. You want to change? And I should change my call. You can. But too, no. Too close to no. call? No, we're, we're going to stay with the stick other. We'll stick with the catfish. All right. Uh, Barry and Brown had two personal fouls last week, which renders him suspended for round number two. Ooh. Okay. Got to be smarter than that. Got don't to do be stupid s- stuff to hurt <laughs> the team. Hurt team. Boom, boom. Got to be don't smarter think. than that. Don't think. Man. It'll only hurt the ball club. <laughs> well, or, or do think. Maybe. Yep. 
<laughs> Haywood hosting Melrose. Haywood undefeated. They stay undefeated. I got them in a lock. Melrose is playing Haywood? Mm-hmm. At Haywood. I've got Haywood. Yeah, that's a lock. That's a <laughs> lock that's there. A lock. And finally, in 4A, South Gibson hosting uh, Jackson Northside, the four seed from Region 7, South Gibson is the two seed in Region 7. Um, both escaped barely in round one. Oh, I tell you what, I'm going to throw a flyer out there. Jackson Northside in the upset. I think that's a solid pick. I just, the, as you said, the two of them, their games were decided by a combined four points mm. last week. So I think that's going to hold up again this week. Too close to call. Too close to call. Well, Jackson's already been to South Gibson and got a win one time this year, so upset special. There you go. Well, that's interesting because Jackson is the number four seed and South uh-huh. Gibson is the number two, but they beat them? That's correct. Yep. Jackson Northside defeated South Gibson 30-27 to on September 17th, and they're going to do it again. 30-27, to 27, right. huh? You heard me. Okay. So that, that, that would <laughs> too qualify as a too close to call. Yeah. All right, we've got about 40 seconds left. Uh, best game in 4A since we just came out of that. Sounds like it might be South Gibson <laughs> Jackson Northside. <laughs> I think Pearl Cone Harden County is the one. That's the one I'm I'm intrigued the most about, Pearl Cone and Harden County. Hey, I'll tell you what, though. Don't sleep on DeKalb Upperman. Okay. All right. Uh, and in 3A? I think Unicoi and Pigeon Forge is going to be a really good football game in East Nashville, Waverly. Those are my two to watch. I tell you what it won't be. Skyersburg, <laughs> Millington? Caliber. 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 <laughs> <laughs> All right, stay with us, folks. Coming up next, we got Class 5A, Class 6A as we roll through Round 2 of the TWSAA State Playoffs right here on TriStar Friday night live countdown. We'll have that for you when we return after this timeout. Hello, this is Jamie Bowling for your local Columbia and Franklin Kubota. Whether you're new to our area or have lived here for years, Columbia and Franklin Kubota is a dealership you can trust for all your equipment needs. We offer a large selection of tractors, construction equipment, utility vehicles, and turf products, along with service, parts, and rental. Visit us online today at ColumbiaKubota.com or FranklinKubota.com. See why we're one of Middle Tennessee's fastest-growing Kubota dealerships. Oasis Liquors offers the best selection of wine and spirits in southern Middle Tennessee. Owner Terry Bodride believes in integrity and responsibility. He welcomes all customers who are 21 years of age or older and have valid ID. He urges everyone to drink responsibly. Don't drink and drive. Please use a designated driver. Oasis Liquors is open seven days a week, Monday through Thursday, 8 to 9, Friday and Saturday open later, and Sunday, 11 to 7. Visit Oasis Liquors at 404 West James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Oh, and don't forget to ask Terry about the wine pairings for your next meal. I wish I may, I wish I might, have the wish I wish tonight. Hello, this is Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. We want to make all your wishes come true. Ladies, let's face it, sometimes we need to give a little help to our loved ones. Tillis Jewelry makes it easy, and Christmas is right around the corner. It's the perfect time to stop by and put your favorite vintage, colored gemstone jewelry, or the all-time favorite, diamond jewelry on your wish list. Then leave the rest to us. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram for our latest creations. 
Shopping local is important in today's market and crucial when choosing your realtor. Hi, my name is Chase Blanchard. And I'm Andrew Earl. And we're the TriStar Home Partners with Benchmark Realty. Our approach is fighting for our customers day in and day out to get the best deal for them. So call us today at 931-922-2474 or check us out at TriStarHomePartners.com. We want to be your trusted home partner in all things real estate. And once again, our phone number is 931-922-2474. And you can find us at TriStarHomePartners.com. Hi, I'm Chris Chumley, owner of Expert Landscaping, LLC. Over the past two years, many changes have occurred worldwide, but one thing has stayed the same. That's our dedication. Dedication to our clients, dedication to our community. Thank you for putting your trust into us. We want to wish you a happy Thanksgiving, a Merry Christmas, and a Happy New Year. Expert Landscaping, where quality work is an investment in the future. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at 10pin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Welcome back in TriStar Friday Night Live countdown as we roll through round two of the state playoffs, picking every game, whether we like a lock, too close to call, or upset alert. Going class five and class six. Mo, you'll be up first in this round. Uh, it will be Daniel Boone hosting Knox Central. Daniel Boone hosting Knox Central. Daniel Boone is a one seed. <laughs> That's so, four and five, or it's five and five on the year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, I'm going to take Knoxville Central in the technical quote upset. Upset, all right. <laughs> Air quotes. You. I'm yes. with you, bro. The technical upset. All right. Uh, For a technical knockout. Technically speaking, that makes three of us. Knox Central. David Crockett travels to Knox West, Mo. Uh, Knox West lock. Yeah, I sure hate that for David Crockett, but it's a lock. Yeah, after his uh, distillery washed away in the flood a couple hundred years ago. Going to lose uh, Friday night, Knox West. Uh, Powell, uh, their best player, number one ranked uh, player in the country, committed to Texas A&M. A win for the Aggies. Is this a win for Powell, Mo? It is a win for the Panthers. This is a lock. I picked them to the finals, so got to go with them. Got to go with them. That was Walter Nolan, by the way. He committed while he was out there. That's right. Yeah, and apparently there is also a – a, a volleyball player or a basketball player from Powell that is at a and too? Is so. that who that was in the yeah. picture with him? Mm. Okay, that's interesting. So, Powell, we're going. Mm. Mm. A little, little romance, mm. perhaps, yeah, brewing. Yeah, maybe. Um, either way, romantic or not, I like Powell with the lock How for that How could you not one. be romantic about baseball? How could you not? Ray County hosting Carnes tonight. Great County's number one seed. Carnes has got Deshaun Bishop, who is coming up on 3,000 rushing yards in the season. I'm going to go with Ray County. I'm not sure this is a – let's let's call this one too close to call. There you go. I'm with you. It's too close to call. Because Deshaun Bishop can take it to the house at any point. Mm-hmm. I, too, like that as well. All right, uh, Green Hill hosting Columbia, rematch from earlier in the year. Uh, I don't think this one goes the same way the first one did. Taking Columbia in the supposed upset. Agreed. Upset City! All right. Um, Yep, I like the way the Lions are playing. 
upset there. Lions roar on. Nolansville at Page, Mo. I really want to take Nolansville, but 9-1 and one just kind of screams at me. I'm going to go with Page. Let's let's make this one too close to call. <laughs> That's twice he's done it. I, I, I'm with you because I... I, you know I've not been a Page fan all year anyway. Yeah, how could you not go with the upset here? The reason <laughs> the reason is I still think that defense is really good at okay. Page, and Charles Rathbone is going to have something for that passing attack. You know, I'm a believer in the way Nolansville is playing. Paul Derrick's got him going. Upset oh. Nolansville with the win. Well, I'm going to tell you what. We won't be surprised. There, we called too close to call. There, there's a lot of folks – in our immediate listening area that mm-hmm. I think would love to see that. Yeah. Oh, yes, definitely. <laughs> um, all right, uh, Springfield at, uh, rather, hosting Memphis Central. That's a long drive. This is Coach Mike, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee, WK. Going to the finals from last week, so it's it's got to be an upset. It won't be, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, Springfield in a lock, in my opinion. All right, Henry. Sir, you picked Memphis Central with me. No, I picked. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure yeah, you I picked did. Memphis Central I with did. me. Hold on, now you're changing your mind. Well, I am for this. Yeah, right now. <laughs> All yes. right, there you go. Yeah, a lot's changed in a week. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, if that's the case, I'm picking Springfield too. Yeah, well, there's no reason fine. you have to hold on to what well, you're picking. Fine then. I'm yeah. going when the you, when, Hey, when you know better, you do better. There right? you go. I'm going, I'm going with Bronson. Goodness. I want to see Bronson Bradley come back to, to Columbia Central in the semifinals. All right. That's what I want to see. Finally, Henry County is at Mumford, Mo. You know, Henry County's record is not what you expect out of a Henry County team, but this team knows how to win ball games in November. I'm taking the Patriots in an upset. Upset Technically city. An upset. Yep. Um... I, too, like Henry County. Uh, three, actually. All right, so there you go. Upset for Henry County. All right, 6A. Farragut is at Bradley Central, Mo. Bradley Central. Lock them Lock. Lock. Lock them loaded. Um. Columbia Central Lions football on WKRM is brought to you in part by... Parks Motor Sales, Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, Roof Systems Inc., Right Care, Columbia Franklin Kubota, Ten Pin Alley, Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, Holland's Pharmacy, Columbia Foodland, Beck Dental Care, Ned Rich and CSH Incorporated, Brown's Body Shop, Murray Regional Medical Center, Quick Marks, Davis Heating and Cooling. And by Sands Fence Company. Here's Lee Maddox. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to the second round of the TSSAA playoffs as your Columbia Central Lions will face off with the Green Hill Hawks here tonight in Mount Juliet, Tennessee. Along with uh, Coach Mike Lyle, I'm Lee Maddox, and we're missing Terry Wilcox tonight. Wish you were here, Terry, and we'll bring you the call of the game here at the top of the hour in what should be a great matchup 
for playoff football on uh, November Friday night under the lights. And here we are. There's a lot of rain, Mike, and a lot of wind blowing here at Green Hill Hawk Stadium. And, uh, man, it's just it's just started to come down here. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely uh, what we call playoff weather. Uh, looking at the radar, I think it's going to rain for about an hour and a half right here at the opening at the kickoff. It's been clear all day. Of course, that's our luck with this. But uh, that's playoff football. You got to play in all the elements, and uh, so uh, the, you know they've got an artificial surface here for the field, so it's not going to mess the field up as far as that's concerned. If their footing should be all right. Uh, it's going to make ball handling a little more, more interesting. No doubt. And the wind is just really blowing at least 20 yeah. miles an hour or so. And uh, it's not, you know, it's not quite as cold as maybe as it's going to be before uh, before morning. But uh, it's definitely with the wind blowing and we're around 55 degrees here. It's definitely a, a cool November night. and But it's playoff football and the Columbia Central Lions are in it. And uh, we're hoping that we come out of this uh, over Green Hill. Of course, we played Green Hill back nine weeks ago tonight. It's been nine weeks since these two teams faced each other for the first time ever because, of course, Green Hill is just two years old as a school. And they played right here on this same field back in week four. Green Hill ended up, unfortunately, with the victory 28-14. to 14. They were tied at halftime at 14. And then the second half run game of the Hawks was the difference in that second half. So let's hope we don't have a, a repeat of that and hope we're ready to play against these Hawks tonight. Yeah, that was, but that was nine weeks ago, and, and you know we're a better team than we were then, and uh, we're we're really hoping that we can, uh, you know, we we I think we found some answers for that running game, and, and can can hopefully uh, uh, stop it and get uh, get our running game going. Uh, the last time we were here, we depended a lot on the big play, and we, what we do now is need get ready for. Uh, to drive the ball as much as we can. Well, hopefully some of you are hearing us, and if you will text us and let us know that we are on the air, and we'll take a quick break right here as uh, they get ready for the national anthem here at Green Hill High School in Mount Juliet. We'll take a break, and we'll be right back with you. Hi, I'm Steve, the garbage man. By now you all know about Don, our service truck guy. Well, let me tell you about another member of our service team, and that's Mike Ashley. He's the guy you'll talk to when you call the office. Just call and talk to Mike one time at 931-540-0919, and you'll see why we're lucky to have him here at the Garbage Man. Thanks, Mike, for all you do to keep the Garbage Man first in service. That's 931-540-0919. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can count on us. We know that Jeep owners are one of a kind. Choose from our huge inventory or build your own one of a kind Jeep from the ground up. Stop by today and one of our product specialists will help you customize the Jeep you want. Wrangler, Grand Cherokee, and Grand Wagoneer in the perfect color. Gotta have them options, powertrain, and more. And now, take advantage of the Jeep Wave program. More free maintenance at no additional cost. Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can count on us. Online at ColumbiaCDJR.com. 
And welcome back, everyone, to playoff football here at Green Hill High School. As at the top of the hour, your Columbia Central Lions will face off with the Green Hill Hawks. And uh, I'm Lee Maddox and Coach Mike Lyle with us. And, you know, last week, obviously, we had an exciting first-round victory at home as the Lions used some big plays from senior Q. Martin and a strong defense to take care of Mount Juliet 30-10 to 10, while Green Hill was in a shootout right here with Franklin County. They, they hung on to win for a 48-40 win here at home. Green Hill, of course, the number one seed in Region 5 and only, again, is their second season ever. And uh, a beautiful facility they have here uh, that just opened just before kind of COVID it set in and that of course that tornado that we all heard about that ran through Nashville and through Cookville and parts of West Tennessee that ripped through this area and much of the in in March of last year and they were predicted to finish fourth in the region this year but now they stand at 10 and 1 they haven't lost a game since week one that first game they played this season back in August against Siegel so uh, they've been on a run, Mike, uh, they, and, and we'll see what happens tonight. Yeah, I think it's, it's really been a surprise for, the, for their whole region, uh, really for the whole uh, metro area, is, is how well they've been doing, how quickly they've been doing. And, of course, they, when they became a school, they pulled students from Wilson Central, uh, Shelbyville, and Lebanon. So those, those well, schools Mount have – Juliet. Mount yeah. Juliet. Well, yes, I'm sorry. Yeah, not Mount Juliet, not Le- – uh, but not Shelbyville. <laughs> yeah, a little off the, yeah. little off the geography there but again they, they they pulled from three pretty well established programs and they got some pretty good players to start with so uh their coaching staff's done a real good job of, of pulling this team together and getting them on the on the same page and, and made them a lot more competitive than people anticipated or at least a lot quicker without a doubt and just uh you're gonna hear the as the green hill high school band is out on the field right now performing uh, pre-game activities and we are i'm afraid folks you're gonna hear a lot of the green hill fans <laughs> we are sitting in the bleachers uh here in the rain but we have thanks to mike we've got a cover uh, tent kind of over us and uh, but we are at the top of the bleachers right under the press box we didn't have they there wasn't room in the press box for us for this game as we uh were are usually accustomed to uh, but we 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 do have a spot so you're gonna have to bear with us and hopefully you will hear us make calls and hopefully you know there won't be a lot for <laughs> Green maybe, Hill to cheer about. So maybe our boys can cooperate and keep the Green Hill crowd quiet for us and stuff yeah. like that. So and uh, this uh, rain coming down is going to make a difference too for yeah. for the crowd to begin with. I'm sure there's folks that are still on their way in. Uh, they're they're rethinking about whether they're going to come in yet. It's it's not a downpour, but again, it's just kind of a blowing rain and. Uh, it is uh, getting things a little wet here, and there's folks with umbrellas and ponchos out all around us, and hopefully uh, they're not going to be too mad at us, or we, we we might end up with people jumping under the tent with us here. Who knows? Yeah, but, may, uh, we may have some more people than we want. Yeah. Uh, we Again, we will have to kind of work around all the umbrellas and stuff here, so we'll, we'll, we'll tell you what we can see, and hopefully we can work out from there. Uh, and uh, But... You know, it is what it is. Uh, it is a game we're looking forward to playing. Kids have been uh, looking forward to it all week, and uh, we're excited about this, the situation that we've got. Uh, we feel pretty confident. You know, uh, 
not often do you get a chance to see a uh, non-region but playoff team, you know, a non-region playoff team uh, ahead of time. And that week four matchup gave us a taste, gave us a little chance to get some film on them, get some experience against them. And, uh, you know, it's, it's an old coach's adage, it's, it's hard to beat a team twice. So we hope that comes true tonight. Without a doubt, the, the playoffs, of course, started last week with 32 teams here in the Class 5A region, or Class 5A class across the state. 16 teams are playing tonight across the state uh, to be one of the eight left to move on to the quarterfinals. And, of course, we're hoping that's your Columbia Central Lions. Columbia now at 7-4 and four on the season. They moved into the Mid-State Top 25 teams at number 23, just behind Green Hill that's listed at number 21. Now, that ranking includes all classifications. So that's pretty cool that Columbia has now has moved up in within the top 25 of the Mid-State teams. You know, that includes the, the Oaklands and the Summits yeah. and and the, those 6A teams and even even the Division One, Division Two teams, the, the private schools. So that's saying a lot uh, that Columbia has uh, garnered that attention among sports writers and the folks that, that put those polls together. So it's kind of cool. But at 7-4, you know, uh, you know, we finished second in the region, in Region 6-5A, and uh, that's the reason we're here is uh, we took care of business last week with the number three seed from Region 5 and uh, uh, Green Hill took care, they, as they're the number one seed in Region 5, they took care of our fourth seed, which was Franklin County. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, like you said, it's nice to be recognized in our kids. Uh, you know, it's, it's recognition for the work that kids have, have put into it. And uh, the fact that, uh, yeah, we are, <laughs> you know, we, we've, we've demonstrated against some pretty good opponents that we're, we're a pretty good team and uh, starting to get some recognition across the state for it and uh, really proud of that uh, of our kids effort on that part well and we're gonna take a little t- time here to hear from our kids uh, uh, we talk to three of them as we do each week to get their take on how they feel about uh, the week of practice and how they feel about this ball game tonight and let's hear from some of our Columbia Central Lions players just right now and now senior linebacker Joseph Whaley. Joseph, you got your, your work cut out for you against a Green Hill team tonight uh, that you guys faced back earlier in the year and that didn't go the way you wanted. Your thoughts uh, playing Green Hill for the second time? Honestly, for the second time, I feel like we're uh, more prepared than we were the first. I feel a lot better. Uh, I feel like last time we weren't focused. We weren't. We thought they were an easier team. We weren't like taking it real seriously. Everybody's. Uh, more serious this time, and we're ready for him. And it's obviously the second round of the playoffs, and you know if you you, you win, you're you know you're part of 16 teams that are still in the playoffs right now. If you win, you're down to eight. So it's got to be motivation. How's the week in practice been leading up to this game tonight? Uh, it's been pretty good. We've had uh, we've had a little few, few hiccups now and then, but I mean that's kind of expected. But I feel like we could uh, we could just come together, and it's been pretty good. So, all right, good luck tonight. Uh, thank you. And here we are with uh, sophomore running back Caden McCoy. Caden, what a season you guys have had! And here we are, uh, the second round of the TWSAA playoffs against Green Hill. Your thoughts on going against this team that you played against back in Week Four? Your your thoughts on tonight's game? I feel like we're going to do good this week. 
we should beat them this time if we focus. Because last time we played them, we had all mistakes. We had over 15 penalties. So I hope this year, I mean this week, that we do good against them. And obviously, the team's going to depend on you to continue doing what you've been doing all year, and that's run the ball and run it well. How do you explain your success this year? Just work hard, play good, have a good attitude, and just stay focused. And, and it looks like you're having fun out there, right? And and you're following your blocks. That That's a big key to this whole thing is to to watch your blockers, but then you start making moves with those feet you got there to shuffle uh, around those defenders, and it's proven really successful. Yeah. So, yeah, talk about your teammates and, and playing with this team. You all have come together. You, you've reached this far into the playoffs, and I know you want to keep going, right? And it's all about teamwork. Uh, this team this year, we've actually been playing hard with each other, we all know each other, so we don't ever have attitudes, fight, we don't do none of that. And, yeah. What are you looking forward to tonight? Hopefully we win and move on. All right. Good luck tonight, Caden. Thank you. Joining me now is senior Q Martin. Q, man, what can I say? Congratulations to you, first off, for being selected to go to the East-West All-Star game. What's that make you feel like? Uh, it made me feel like I accomplished a lot this year and helped the team a lot. And, uh, it's a blessing. And, uh, and obviously, you have been a blessing to Columbia football team. And, uh, you know, you've been known for playing basketball. And uh, But you, you, as we talked earlier in the year, you decided or you had people asking you, why don't you come try the football thing out and see how good you are? And obviously, you're pretty good at football. So congratulations again on being selected to that. But here we are. The season's not over. We're not going to let you play basketball yet. Uh, you got at least a game tonight mm-hmm. against Green Hill, a team that you played early in the year. Your thoughts on this game tonight, the second round of the TWSAA playoffs? Uh, it's going to be a pretty good game. I feel like we can come out on top if we just cut down on the uh, mistakes and the turnovers and the penalties, and we'll be all right. So when you look back at that game, what do you remember from from uh, that was that was almost like a season ago because it was eight or nine weeks ago when you played Green Hill back in week four. They was uh it was aggressive. They came out very aggressive, stayed aggressive the whole game, uh, and ran it down our throat the whole game. But uh, this week we got some for them. Hope it's another punt return, maybe or a kick return, anything oh, like that, or you just take off out of the backfield. That'll be fine too. Or even in the defensive backfield, pick one off or so. So, your your mindset. What what are you? What's going to be your mindset as you get on this field tonight? Win at all costs. Uh, help the team out as much as I can, and. Try to come out with a victory. Q, good luck tonight. Congratulations on a great season, and uh, we look forward to having more plays even next week in that quarterfinal round. Thank you. And now we're joining with head coach John Moore of the Columbia Central Lions. Coach Moore, uh, here we are, second round of the playoffs. You guys uh, did what was needed, obviously, in a big way last week in that first round. And I know that that first round really, you know, propelled a lot of spirits on the team. Because, you know, when you get into the playoffs, you really never know what to expect until you play. So I know you were glad to get that victory last week, and it's got you to where we are tonight in the second round. Absolutely. Sometimes uh, getting that first playoff win can be the hardest. 
And, uh, you know, we got off to kind of a slow start, but once we got going and got rolling, uh, you know, everything just kind of snowballed, and, you know, here we are. And it's the second round, and, you know, you're down to – there's 16 teams left here in this tournament, uh, and it's win or go home. I know that's been the mantra of of your message to your team this week in practice. What's the practice been like this week after that victory last week and then going to a team to play Green Hill like you are tonight, a team that you know very well from early in the season? Uh, Practices have been been okay. Um, They've progressively uh, gotten better. Um, and it's, it's, it is kind of unique, you know, we we have played them before, so we, we sort of have a, 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 I guess a comfort level because we sort of know what to expect. Well, let's, let's go back to week four uh, of this season. And that's a long time ago, eight or nine weeks ago, that we're talking about it's a whole season ago. And that game, uh, it, it went 14, 14 at halftime. You were kind of doodling it back and forth. Uh, and then the second half, things just didn't go Columbia's way, but they obviously went Green Hill's way. And I know you're looking at that film and looking at where the mistakes were on our part and where some things you did good uh, that will play good tonight. Well, we were very Jekyll and Hyde early in the year. You know, we we, we played pretty well one game and then not so good the next. And we were we were kind of... You know, we had had a, had a decent game versus Franklin County. We just, we just, we did not play our best game. It was probably the worst game we've played all year, to be honest with you. Uh, we, we kicked the ball horribly. We did not cover kicks. Uh, we gave their offense a lot of short fields. Um, and, and as I remember, a lot of penalties. Yeah, and we were, we were, yeah, we were back in that mode too. And uh, we, we've improved greatly since then. Um, so I, I feel good about that. Well, and we know that Green Hill... uh... And obviously, yes, that's head coach John Moore. And as as he always says, his last thing he said is, don't let Columbia beat Columbia. And they, both teams, have now come out on the field. We're ready to kick this second round of the TWSAA playoff off here in Green Hill at Green Hill High School here in Mount Juliet, Tennessee. And obviously, the uh, the captains have had the coin toss, and I believe Green Hill has won the toss, and they elected to receive the opening kickoff. So Max Patton is getting ready with his team and teeing it up at the 40-yard line as uh, Max Patton's had a great year all year. The rain is still coming down. The wind is still blowing pretty good and uh, we're ready for playoff football here at Green Hill High School as uh, we're ready to kick off and there's the kick and it's going to be a line driver on the ground going to be picked up at the 13 yard line and he immediately is the running back gets up to the 30 yard line is where Green Hill will take over first and 10 therefore that was uh, Aldridge, the return man for for the Green Hill Hawks. And they come out with Cade Mahoney, the junior quarterback, will be their quarterback. And uh, Brax Lamberth, the tailback, running back, will be in the shotgun formation. He's on his left hip. Here we go with the four-man front. Going to give to Lamberth right up the front. And he is met by a big stand of Lion football players, including big senior Mike Johnson. He gets maybe a yard. I didn't think he got a yard, but they're giving him a yard. So it's going to be second and nine from the Green Hill 31-yard line. Yeah, they thought they'd, they'd 
they again came back with what they had real success with in the last game, and uh, we were ready for it and, and stuffed it. And hopefully, we can keep that up. Just underway here in the playoff second round of the playoff games. Cade Mahoney in the shotgun going to give. No, he's going to keep. No, he gives to Lamberth again, and he gets met right again by Malik Smith, Mike Johnson there at the line of scrimmage. Antoine Moore he gets a yard, so it's going to be third and seven from the 33-yard line of Green Hill. Yeah, thankfully, thankfully the defense did a much better job reading that than we did. I, I got fooled myself. I was following the quarterback, I too. I was, too. Huge play here for our defense already third and long. They've got to convert, got to hold them right here and get off the field as the rain gets a little more intense as uh, we're just underway here at Green Hill with the, in the first quarter. Here's Cade Mahoney in the pistol formation. He's going to fake it to Lamberth, rolling to his left. He's got a man open over on the right side and dropped it incomplete. Or did he catch it? Did he catch it? I don't believe so. No, incomplete. Yeah, they're bringing it back to the original line. Three and out. So at least they're going to bring out their punter. Uh, what a great stand for the Columbia defense to go right here on the opening drive to go three and out and get off the field as Q Martin and Jay Fireson go back deep to uh, receive what we think will be a punt from the Green Hill Hawks, and uh, Crickmar is the punter standing at his 18-yard line. Now we've got a whistle. There's a timeout. timeout. Come on, timeout for Columbia. Not sure what that was. Is Are they all out there? I say I've seen 11, but they might have thinking that they're going to try something different on their because now I, I was watching film of last week, and goodness gracious, Green Hill did some things on their kickoff. They did an onside kick that just fooled Franklin County to pieces. And uh, But here we are in a punting formation, so I'm not sure if he saw something, if the coaches saw something different to, to kind of stop this clock. I'm glad it's now in the first half yeah. for a timeout, but not in the second half. We need to... Hang on to those timeouts. They'll, well, they'll coaches, be dear. Again, it, it, even though it is you know fourth down and it's a punt, it's a pivotal situation. Coaches wanted to make sure we had the right people in the right places and everybody was on the same page. So we'll line up again as Crickmar stands at his 18-yard line and Q Martin is at his 30-yard line. Jay Frierson is up at the 45-yard line. So it's kind of unusual kind of punt return formation that we have there's oh i thought he was movement on green hill but no he's just motioning over to the left side there's the snap and here comes the kick and it's a line driver and it's going to bounce on the ground and uh q martin's going to try to pick it up and i'm not sure he fumbled it i'm not sure who's got it let's see we, okay we got, it, got it goodness mm. gracious with that ball slick like that q was going to try to do what he did last week he, he did it two, two times last week as he waited for the ball to bounce and this time he tried to pick it up and it was a little slippery but we get the ball back i think it was him that recovered it recovered his own fumble at the 31 32 yard line of columbia as columbia moves from right to left as uh as the rain continues to come down. First and 10 for the Lions. Here's Luke Osselton in his uh, wing tee formation. Caden McCoy at the tailback. Here's in motion. Q Martin going to give to McCoy, and he's got room across the – oh, and he trips and falls down to the 35-yard line. I think he just lost his footing there because he had a little room on this left side of the line, but he goes down and gets picks up two to three yards there. We'll call it thir- uh, second and seven. Yeah, it was a little power play off of their jet of their jet motion, and he had he like you said he had a seam to the outside. I think he was looking for a cutback, and when he when the, it closed down, he tried to uh, extend it and just caught a toe on the turf. 
All right, so here are the Lions, and you can hear the Green Hill crowd getting loud here on the on the side, on the, the home side is where we are. Here's Jordan Davis in motion, going to give to McCoy up the middle, and he's got a little room, not much, as uh, he runs into a wall there of the Green Hill Hawks, the linebackers and all. He picks up three before he stops, so it's going to be third and four. Got to get it to the 42-yard line of Columbia for the first down, third and four now. Nine minutes, 25 seconds to go here in this first quarter of the opening quarter of this second round of the TWSAA playoffs. Yeah, you got both teams just kind of feeling each other out, running their base base plays and stuff like that. Uh, also trying to get warmed up, you know, kind of get warmed up, get used to the elements here. As you hear a lot of noise here on this side, I hope you can hear me talk as Luke Uffleton is in the wing team formation. Gives to Jordan Davis right up the middle, and he's got his first down up to the 44-yard line. Goes Jordan Davis. That's that that quick pitch. Sally play. That's Sally play (laughs) right in the middle of the line of scrimmage. And uh, a great great run, a great hole there for him as he went, as the offensive line created a a hole for him to get our first first down of the night. Yeah, we got a good surge on the line that created a seam for him and he was able to slide up in there and then uh, actually carried a couple of guys with him past the, the first down marker. So we started at the 31 now at the 44 of Columbia. First and 10. No score in the game. Opening drive for the Lions. And there goes Jordan Davis again on the right side of the line. He picks up four yards as uh, he goes around the right side this time. And uh, maybe three yards they'll mark it down now. I thought he had a little more than that, but they're going to give him three. They're going to spot it at the 47-yard line of Columbia. Yeah, simple off-tackle power. Uh, just had two lead blockers and uh, was able to slide up a little bit. Uh, Green Hill did a good job of uh, squeezing the outside in. Rain just coming down now and just blowing from uh, from our left to right. A blowing hard rain right now. Here comes here's a handoff to Q Martin, and he's met in the backfield for a loss as he was going to come around for that jet sweep. And uh, that one didn't fool anybody as it backs us back up to the 45-yard line, a loss of three or four on the play. It's going to be now a huge third and nine to go for the Lions, a huge third down play needed here to convert. Yeah, the wind the wind picking up and the rain coming down a little bit harder. This is goes to the advantage, goes to the defense here a little bit just because uh, the ball's going to be slick and it's going to be hard to throw the ball. So they all start crowding the line of scrimmage knowing that uh, the running plays are probably going to be the most effective plays. I'm not seeing these play clocks running. They're, they're just kind of stopped at 40 seconds, so we're going to be kind of in the dark to know if the play clocks are running or not. I'm sure they're keeping it on the field. Here's Osselton under center. Jordan Davis in motion. Luke going to look to throw now. He's throwing deep downfield. He's got a man wide open. It's it's a complete all the way inside the 15-yard line. Goodness gracious, goes, who is that? That's Number 11. That's Quandaris Pete. Quandaris Pete goes all the way down to the 13-yard line of Green Hill, first and 10 for the Lions. He yeah. was all alone back there, and Luke had plenty of time to throw the ball, and he just found him and struck. Yeah, the bootleg, uh, bootleg pass, and it was the backside post, and Green Hill came up really hard on a crossing pattern, which we've had success with, and uh, he threw it past them into the deep area. Big setup here. Now into the red zone. Luke Gosselton in the wing team formation. Jordan Davis. Oh, there's a ball on the ground, and Luke covers it. Yeah. 
Luke, Luke was going to try to hand it off, I think, to Jordan Davis on the jet sweep, and the ball just came out of his hand. I mean, the, I'm telling you, folks, the wind is blowing and the rain is blowing along with it, and it, it's kind of hard. To, I would think it's kind of <laughs> hard to play football out there. Yeah, he uh, he was just a little bit late snapping the ball in that jet sweep and uh, the jet motion and uh, put it on his hip instead of in his belly on it. Uh, did a good job getting it back. Uh, he really did. Loss of four on the yard, on the on the on the play, so it backs him up to the 17 or the 18-yard line now of Green Hill. Luke Usselton under center. He gives to Q Martin in the middle. Q trying to find his room, and he can't find it. He gets close to the 15, maybe just shy of the 15-yard line, so it's going to be third and long for the Lions. Five minutes and 30 seconds to go and counting here in this first quarter. The opening drive for your Columbia Lions. Yeah, that fumble kind of put us off schedule now. Now we got to have a big play out of our offense here. Uh, probably going to look for some kind of boot pass or some kind of reverse. Whatever it is, we got to get it inside the five for the first down. It's third and 13 now. Clock runs, but again, the play clock is not working on either end of the field, so we're not sure of the play clock. Here's Usselton under center. Greenhill crowd getting loud. There goes Davis in motion. He's giving him the ball, and he's looking for room, and he's not going to quite. That might be a foot penalty, but they're not going to throw one. I thought it was kind of a hard, hard tackle that he gets inside the 10, but uh, it's going to make it fourth down, and here comes Max Patton for a field goal attempt. Yeah, you had to had a, just a, a simple sweep out there and uh, only had one man to beat, but he was able to get, uh, get a hold of his jersey on the stiff arm and uh, pull him down with it. Um, this could be an interesting kick uh, with, with the elements as it is. Uh, we're close enough. He should be able to drive it through the wind, though. Perry Bowman, the holder. Lewis Maddox, the snapper. Perry's going to put it down at the 16, so it's a 26-yard attempt. And there's the kick, and it is... Good. So Max Patton comes through with a 26-yard field goal to get the first points of the game here with four minutes and two seconds to go here in this opening quarter of the second round of the TSSAA playoffs. Columbia now three, Green Hill nothing. So we'll take a quick timeout by telling you, you're listening to Columbia Central Lions football on the Front Porch Sports Radio Network. At CSH, we know the sport of football builds discipline, character, and work ethic. Three common characteristics of winners. It's a sport where we drowns out me. Leadership is nurtured, and that's why CSH supports all Murray County football teams and want to say a special thanks and good luck to every player, coach, volunteer, and parent of this year's teams from youth programs, middle schools, and high schools. We know football builds men that make a difference. Let's go. And welcome back to Green Hill High School as your Columbia Central Lions ready to kick off again from Max Patton at his 40-yard line as uh, he just he just nailed a 26-yard field goal to get the opening score here in this ball game. Three to nothing over Green Hill. Here's the kick, a much better kick this time, and it's going to go to Aldridge, and he fumbles it at the 10. He picks it back up now at the 20, and he slides up to about the 30, but surely they're not going to give him that slide. They'll mark him down about the 27-yard line or the 28. Let's see where they spot it. Hadn't seen a spot yet. I see the side judge back on the other side of the 20. There we go. The 28-yard line is where Green Hill will take over. 
this angle, it's kind of hard to see the numbers. Yeah, Green Hill will take over now at the at their own 28-yard line. They're moving from left to right. They're in their green jerseys and white pants, and Columbia in their white white jerseys and white pants. Here we go. Here's Lamberth. He gives it to Lamberth, and he gets met as he crosses the line of scrimmage. He's going to pick up about three on the play, or maybe four. They, now they're giving him five. Five, almost six. Dumb. I didn't think he got that much. But up to the 33-yard line goes Lamberth, the running back. Going to give it to him again on the left side this time. And he's looking for room around the side. He's got his first down. Across the 40, up to the 43-yard line. Maybe even the 44-yard line before he's finally brought down over there by DeAndre Mathers. Looks like the front's adjusted. They're blocking just a little bit, and they're able to get us get us sealed off on the edges, and their power is just bouncing it outside a little bit. Antoine Moore kind of limping off the side to the sideline. Oh, wait a minute. They're bringing this ball back. Is there a penalty? There must be a penalty, Coach. What's going on? I didn't see a flag. Here comes a call. Let's see it. Must have been on the far side. Let's see what this call is because they've brought the ball back. Holding. Holding on Green Hill. So, goodness gracious, that brings, that knocks out that first down play. And it's going to probably how they up. got the edge on that one. They did. <laughs> and But I'm, I'm more concerned about Antoine Moore yeah. kind of limping off to the sideline. And in for his place is, well, I'm not seeing who came in at end. It's Malik Smith and Jace, Jace Hoth are in. And uh, Jordan Brooks and Mike Johnson make up that front four. Watson Harvey, DeAndre Mathers, and Joseph Whaley, your linebackers. Jay Frierson and Lincoln English in at safeties. Here's the hand. Oh, another flag. Another flag. That's going to be a procedure call as uh, Lambert, or excuse me, yeah, Lambert just keeps the ball. and Or excuse me, Mahoney, the quarterback, just keeps the ball and runs up towards close to the first down. But that ball's coming back as well. Okay, oh, just a sideline so warning. That counted then. I was hoping yeah. that wasn't going to count. So he made quite a run there. Uh, the quarterback, Cade Mahoney, he just kept the ball that time as a bootleg around to the right side and got a dad burn first down. Scoot this way if you need to. We're trying to get yeah. out of the rain. It's still raining here, folks. So now first and 10 at the Green Hawk, at the Green Hill Hawk 37-yard line. Cade Mahoney in the shotgun. Lamberth on his left hip. Mahoney rolling to his left and throws it, throws it out to his left on the far sideline. Makes the completion for about eight, seven yards pickup. Gets it close to the 47-yard line is where it'll be second and short. Second and one, really. Second and one and a half is what they'll lack for the first down. They've got to get it to the 48-yard line for the first. Yeah, we just call that a little power pass with an out, two out routes, one deep, one shallow, through to the shallow route. Here's Mahoney, going to give to another running back this time as uh, he does get the first down and hands off to Duffy as uh, he runs right at midfield and brought down by Mike Johnson and Watson Harvey. He's right at midfield but gets his first down. Two minutes, 35 seconds to go here in this first quarter. Columbia leading three to nothing. Here's Mahoney in the shotgun looking to throw. It almost oh. picked off. Doggone. That, that ball should have been picked off by Columbia. It, there was uh, Isaiah Cordell. Just, it, the ball got tipped before it got to him down at their own 35-yard line. So Mahoney was going deep on that ball. But 
Isaiah Cordell was just that close to picking that ball off. He had a bead on it, and if it hadn't been tipped, I think he would have gotten it, but uh, got that little bit of a tip and just uh, tipped a little bit away from him. So that stops the clock. Two minutes, 26 seconds to go here in this opening quarter. Green Hill, second and 10 from the 50-yard line. Here's Mahoney rolling to his right, looking to throw. There's a little short pass, and they're going to pick up about three yards on the play. Goes there tight end is uh, Staten. Braden Staten is their tight end, and it'll be third and seven for the Hawks. He was definitely looking for a deeper pass than that. We had it covered in the backfield. Uh, pretty well, and so he, his little dump off here, and our linebackers able to make the play uh, for just for a short gain. Now we got third and long again. We need to get off the field this time. Huge play here by the Lions. Needed ball spotted at the Columbia 47-yard line. Here's Mahoney in the shotgun, the pistol formation. Going to give to no. He's going to keep it himself, looking for room around the right side, and he's going to. He makes one tackle and breaks another. Gets his first down up to the 35-yard line. Goes uh, goes Mahoney as he faked to Brax to Lambert up the middle, and he just keeps the ball around to the right side, and he gets his first down. His quarterback power. We had him hemmed into the side, and we over pursued it just a little bit. And he saw he saw the backside cut and was able to get move up the sideline a little bit more. So Green Hill continuing this drive, their second drive of the game. They're at the Columbia 35-yard line, a minute 20 to go and, and running here in this first quarter. Now to hand off up the middle to Lamberth, and he's met hard after a pickup of three on the play. He gets to the Columbia 32-yard line, where it'll be second and seven. We need a turnover right here, and that ball has got to be slippery. And, the, folks, the rain is still... Kind of coming, it's still definitely coming down strong, and the wind is blowing, and uh, we need a big yes. stop right here on defense. Some kind of turnover, some kind of big play for our defense. Here's Mahoney in the shotgun. Sends his man in motion, and he's going to give it back here with a, a jet sweep to the right side, and he's, oh, he's still on his feet. Goes there, Caleb Carver, their wide receiver. Uh, all-purpose fellow there that he's a pretty good ball player, and he gets close to the first down, gets all the way up just shy of the 25-yard line. So it's going to be third and less than a yard for the first down for the Hawks, but don't think we're going to get a playoff here. It's 15 seconds and counting here in the first quarter. Let's see. They're coming to the line of scrimmage. Mahoney in the shotgun. Nick O'Duffy in his, on his left hip, and... Uh, there goes the first quarter. So, the end of the first quarter on a rain, wind-blowing, rainy night here at Mount Juliet, Tennessee. Your Columbia Central Lions are holding to a 3 to nothing lead in this first uh, first quarter. At the, end of the, at the end of one, Columbia 3, Green Hill nothing. You're listening to Columbia Central Lions football on the Front Porch Sports Radio Network. This is J.P. Plant with TriStar Sports Radio. As I travel around southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama covering local and regional sports, sometimes both me and my car need a bit of refueling. Fortunately, there's always a Quick Mart convenience store nearby. Whether it's filling up with a cup of joe or grabbing a chicken tender sandwich with all the fixes. Yep, Quick Mart convenience stores gets me and my car to the next event. Stop in on your next road trip. Quick Mart convenience stores, proudly serving Shell Gasoline. 
for the 75th year, Columbia Central Lions football plays on WKRM. Back to the booth, here's Lee Maddox. And welcome back to Green Hill High School. Not quite the booth, but we're in we're, we're in the drive for sure. We're actually, folks, we're in the stands of Green Hill at the top of the bleachers under a tent that's kind of holding water here. We're not sure what's going to happen, but uh, we're in the dry right now. But we're ready to start this second quarter as Columbia leads 3 to nothing in this second round of the TSSAA playoffs. And uh, 12 minutes down, 12 minutes to go until halftime as... Uh, the Green Hill Hawks now have a third and one at the Columbia. Ball's on the ground. Who's got it? Did they fall back on it? And they're going to lose a little yardage if they did get it. And he did. Duffy, they were handing off. Mahoney was handing off to Duffy, and they just missed the, the exchange there, and the ball went on the ground. Again, it's got to be slippery out there for sure, and the wind blowing as well. So it's going to be fourth and one here. Let's see what's going to happen. You know, you would think they're going to go for it right here. Oh, yeah. Are they going they're, to take a timeout? Yeah, they're probably going to have to because the play clock's, the play clock's got to be going. Unsure. Looks like Green Hill right, right at the moment. But the, it seemed like they should have lost a little more yardage than that. But the ball is spotted at the Columbia 26-yard line. Got to get it to the 25 for the first down. And here they go. Mahoney in the shotgun. Lamberth on his right hip. Here's the snap. Give to, give to Lamberth, and he's got the first down. And then some. He's still on his feet going inside the 15 down to the 13 or 14-yard line. Goes Brax Lambert for the first down. Yeah, I think we were kind of pinching in, trying to get, uh, trying to stop the quarterback sneak, and they, he found a seam just a little bit off tackle or a little bit wider than the guard, and uh, was, was able to get uh, the yardage. So, and quick, quickly up to the ball are the Green Hill Hawks. They're at the 13-yard line, and Mahoney's looking to throw. He's throwing into the end zone. Touchdown, Green Hill Hawks! Just like that. Green Hill scores. As they go up now, 6-3. to three. That's Caleb Carver with the touchdown. A 13-yard touchdown strike from Cade Mahoney to Caleb Carver. As the Green Hill Hawks take the lead. Now here's Krigmar for the extra point attempt. There's the snap, the set, and the kick, and it is... Good. So with 10 minutes, 56 seconds to go here in this second quarter, the Green Hill Hawks now go on top 7-3 to three over your Columbia Central Lions. We'll take a quick timeout and tell you you're listening to Columbia Central Lions football on the Front Porch Sports Radio Network. My name is Cody Goins. I'm a partner here at Roof Systems, Inc., formerly known as Davis Brothers Roofing. We still have the same great service and same great people. Roof Systems, Inc., we do commercial and residential roofing. No project is too large or too small. Education is key here for us at Davis Brothers Roofing. We want to make sure that every customer knows exactly what's going to happen from the time we start until the time we finish. When a homeowner replaces their roof, it's the largest expenditure that they'll ever have. That's why we hope you choose us at Roof Systems, Incorporated. Check us out at www.roofsystems-inc.com. This is Terry Wilcox, a.k.a. The Chicken Man, a.k.a. T-Way, and you're listening to 103.7 FM WKRM, Columbia, Tennessee. 
And welcome back to Green Hill High School as we're 10 minutes, 56 seconds to go here in the second quarter at Green Hill as the Hawks just go up on top, 7-3 to with the 13-yard touchdown from Cade Mahoney to Caleb Carver for the Hawks. So 7-3. to now ready to Crickmar lining it up at his own 40-yard line is uh, back deep or Jordan Davis and Q Martin. They stand inside the 10-yard line as uh, not sure the ball's kind of blowing off the tee. They don't even know it yet. And I would be ready because they have yeah. some they've, – they've got a very unusual type of situation here when they kick off. I watched that on film. I'm hoping the coaches did too. They've got some different plays that they run uh, for. They might change it now because they're going to have to have a holder to hold the ball on the tee as Crickmar is going to try to kick it off. But And now they it's more conventional type yeah. kick uh, formation now for the Hawks. As the front line of the Lions are waiting at midfield. And there's the kick. And it's going to be a deep one. Jordan Davis going to get it at the 9. Going to reverse it. Or fake reverse it. Jordan Davis still has the ball. He crosses the 20. He's over the 30. He's at the 40. He's at almost just at the 45. He gets knocked out of bounds on the far side of the field. So great, great run back for Jordan Davis. And the Lions, great field position to start their their next drive here in this second quarter. Yeah, it's fake the reverse on the on the return and it, all it did was make the, the the kick coverage team hesitate just a little bit to make sure that ball didn't go and that gave him the edge up the sideline so here's the lions at their own 45 yard line first and 10 trailing seven to three against green hill here's luke Gosselton in the wing t formation in motion jordan davis now there's a whistle gonna be procedure false start on the lions it's going to back us up five to the 40. So as yeah. we remember back in nope. this week four, we had a whole lot of penalties in that ball game. I think 15 penalties that really, uh, really determined that outcome in that ball game. Yeah, um, we got, we've got to avoid these little procedural penalties because they throw us off schedule. First and 15 in, this, in these conditions is a long way to go. And I'm really, we're going against the wind here, so we'll see what happens. Luke Usselton. In the wing T formation. Jordan Davis in motion. Give to Caden McCoy around the right side. He's trying to, he breaks one tackle. He's trying to break a second tackle. He gets five yards back, six yards back as he gets up to the 46-yard line. So it's going to be second and nine for the Lions at their own 46-yard line. Great run there by Caden McCoy, the sophomore running back, who's just had an outstanding season here as a sophomore, especially, I mean, he wasn't really the starting running back at the beginning of the season. He just kind of worked his way into that, and he followed his blocks there and made a great run on first and 15. Now second and nine at the 46. Ten minutes, five seconds to go here in the second quarter. Usselton under center. There goes Q Martin in motion. And now reverse back to Jordan Davis. And he's going to get tied up and loses a yard. Or maybe two yards as they'll back it back up to the 44-yard line. So it's going to be third and long. Third and just over 10 to go for the first down. Yeah, Greenhill saw a key on that play. Uh, didn't fool anybody on the front that time. Uh, they were sitting there waiting for him to come come back through on the on the inside reverse. So the crowd making noise here on third and 11 for the Lions at their own 44-yard line. They've got to get to the Green Hill 45 for the first down. Here's Luke Usselton under center. 
Jordan Davis in motion, fake to him. He's rolling to his left to throw, looking to throw. Now he's being pressured, and he's being sacked. Way back at the 35-yard line goes Luke Osselton as he just could not find a man to throw it to, and he was sacked by number 75, uh, Mike Noel, the defensive lineman, senior defensive lineman for the Hawks. So it's going to bring up a fourth and extremely long for the Lions, fourth and 20 as uh, Max Patton will come in to punt. Yeah, initially he had time to throw it, but uh, again, they had good coverage downfield, and he couldn't uh, couldn't find anybody to throw it to, and uh, finally the, the, the rush got to him. So here's Max Patton standing at his 23-yard low snap. He gets the ball away. A good punt there by Max Patton as it takes a Columbia bounce and rolls down to the 30-yard line, and the coverage right there ready to tackle the defender. That's uh, Duffy. Uh, or excuse me, uh, Carver, who was the punt returner there. So they'll have it first and 10. Greenhill will at the 30-yard line. They're on 30-yard line. Eight minutes, 24 seconds to go. Greenhill leading 7-3 to three over Columbia. Yeah, Max did really pretty good job of fielding the, the, the low snap right there and then getting it off. And it was a kind of a low line drive that, that bounced real funny and uh, was able to let our coverage get down there to him. So here's Cade Mahoney in the shotgun, the pistol formation with Lambert right behind him. Let's see if our defense can make a big play here in the rain. And there's Mahoney going to keep it himself, running around this left side. That's holding. There's not going to call. That's a football on the ground. Oh. Greenhill got it back, but my goodness, our cornerback was being held over here. That's why Lambert was able to, or Mahoney was able to run as much as he did all the way up to the 44-yard line, excuse me, the 46-yard line. Now now they'll mark it at the 47 of Green Hill, first and 10, as they quickly get on the ball. Mahoney now rolling to his right, looking to throw, and there's the ball downfield, and tipped up in the air, and Q Martin intercepts it. Q tipped it and intercepted. He's still on his feet. He's back at the 40. Now he's at the 45, all the way to midfield goes Q Martin. He tipped that ball and took it in himself. Interception, Columbia. Outstanding, outstanding play on that. He saw the pass coming, took a great, great angle to, to beat the ball to the receiver, actually, and then tipped it made tipped it back to himself and, and then was able to return it about 20 yards on the play. So now we have wow. the ball at midfield. Uh, quick turnaround. Hopefully we can take advantage of this uh, shift in momentum. Huge, huge play for Q Martin and the Columbia Central Lions as they now first and 10 at their own 49-yard line. Seven minutes, 54 seconds to go here in this second quarter. Trailing 7-3. to three. Here's Usselton looking to give. Jordan Davis has got room up the middle. He gets his first down mm. all the way into Greenhill territory down to the 38-yard line. 37-yard line goes Jordan Davis right off of left tackle on the left side of that Columbia d- offensive line. And the only guy that was left to make the tackle is the one who actually made it. Had he been able to get by him, uh, he was off to the races. Great run there by Jordan Davis, but great blocking yes, for there was a huge our offensive scene. line on that left side. Huge scene for him there. Here we go. First and 10, ball at the 38-yard line of Green Hill. Clock runs at 7 minutes, 25 seconds to go here in the second quarter. Osselton going to give the Sally play to Q Martin, and he goes nowhere. He's met behind the line of scrimmage, and he goes down at the 40, so a loss of two on the play. It's going to be second and 12. Yeah, maybe may, may going to the well a little bit too often on that. Somehow Green Hill's got a key on that when that play begins, and uh, they're not getting fooled by it as much as, as uh, other teams have. Many times as you called it the Sally play, that's, I think that's the first time I've said <laughs> 
the Sally play. So I, I have to you call start, it that you, now. You're starting to recognize it. <laughs> well, I mean, I recognize it. I just can't call it yeah. Sally. I don't, I don't know what that is. But here we go. Luke Gustafson, the wing T formation, second and 12. Q Martin in motion. And he gives it to Q. No, he – oh, no, Jordan Davis. He gives it to Jordan Davis. And Jordan, just as he makes his turn around the right side, loses his footing, and we've got a player down. Had a double handoff right there. They're doing the jet sweep, and then they reversed it. And he had he had blockers in front of him and, and a seam. And, uh, again, in the wet conditions, his foot just went out from under him. That's Eli Hike that went down, and he got up on his feet, and now – He's being helped to the sideline. Jaravius Hall coming in to take his position at left tackle. I'm hoping Eli is okay. He's being helped off to the sideline. I can't see some upper body around his shoulders, but I can't tell what it what it is. So, But now it's going to be third and ten for the Lions. There's a ball spotted at the Green Hill 38-yard line. Third and ten. Clock running six minutes. Five seconds to go here in this second quarter of this second-round playoff game at Green Hill High School. Luke Gusselton under center. Here comes Jordan Davis. Going to give to Q Martin around the left side, and he's going to get snowed under. Gets maybe a yard. So it's going to be fourth and long for the Lions. What do you do here, Coach? Well, that's, this is a tough call. We're, we're about 30, what, 38 yards, 37 yards out. We're at the uh, 37, so it's fourth and nine. Is uh, with the. I think we're going gonna, ahead and punt it and play field punt. position in the conditions that we're in. Uh, Rain still he, coming he can down. Stick it again, do did last week uh, kick it to this wide side of the field over here, and hopefully we can get it down inside the the ten. Caleb Carver drifting back for the Hawks inside his ten yard line as Columbia's got players not on the field. I'm sure not sure what that is. Um, because Eli's not out there, I guess. That's what Yeah, happened. that may have been. But now we're set. Here's the snap by Carnahan. A good snap. And a kind of a punt on the ground that goes really nowhere. Oh, hey, that touched ball's it, free. That ball's free. Who's got it? Who's got it? Who's got it? We got it. Not a good <laughs> kick. Not a good kick. I mean, not a good kick at all. And Green Hill recovers. But the the it was that was a low line drive kick. He barely uh, got it off the ground. I think as, the, I think the wind blew it well, off on its drop. It kind of blew it off his foot, and well, uh, he barely got a piece to, of it. He was trying to get it into that right corner yeah. of the end zone, and and uh, because of the conditions, it just didn't go well. Yeah. So that now Green Hill has got it at their thirty four yard line. There's a penalty flag. That's going to be some subst- or false start or a procedure on Green Hill. So back him up five yards. Oh, me. I thought that was uh, – but he kicks it very short, and the up back was going to try to field it on the ground, which is not a good thing to do, as we've seen already, uh, because that ball is going to be slippery and the wind's blowing it. And he fumbled it forward. and uh, they, we, we had an opportunity to get on it. I think he just kind of took a funny hop away from us. First and 15. I think part of part of what's going on here, their coaches complained that they were set. Uh, they weren't set long enough before they went into their shift. Uh, you have to be set one for you know for one count before you you do any shifting and stuff like that. So I think they started it just a little bit quick and got that procedural penalty. Ball spotted at the Green Hill 29-yard line. They've got to get close to the. We've got to get it to the 44 for the first down. Here's Mahoney. 
And he's going to give to Lamberth around the right side, and he's met right at the line of scrimmage by, who is that, Antoine Moore. I'm glad to see him back in as Antoine makes a great tackle after a three-yard pickup. So it's going to be second and 12 for the Hawks as they quickly get on the ball. Ball spotted at the 32-yard line of Green Hill. Clock at four minutes, 30 seconds. There's the snap, the shotgun snap. Mahoney, not nowhere to go, and he's going to get sacked right there. A whole host of Lions were right there waiting on him. He couldn't find a receiver. He didn't really know what to do. Actually, there weren't of, any receivers downfield. I think well, there, there was, was a one. messed up. There was one. Yeah. Okay, he only had one receiver, and we had him covered up. May have been a, a screen that we recognized and snuffed out and stuff. Uh, our defensive line did a really, really good job of keeping him hemmed up in the pocket, and he had no place to roll to or run, and, and uh, therefore, got to the sack. So a big play right here. we got to get off the field. Third and 14 at the Green Hill 30-yard line. There's a movement on Columbia. Antoine yeah. just jumped a little quick. A little anxious there, trying to get on the pass rush. He knew he, he knows it's a passing situation. He wants to get that edge rush. So that gives him the five yards back that he lost on the, on the sack. So it's going to be third now and nine as they'll spot it at the 35-yard line of Green Hill. Clock's running, three minutes, 45 seconds to go. Green Hill leading 7-3 to three here in this second round of the TSSAA playoffs at Green Hill High School in Mount Juliet, Tennessee. So a big play still right here needed for the Columbia Lions defense. Here's Mahoney. He's in the shotgun looking to throw. He oh, he's picked, picked off. He's going all the way. That's Malik Smith. Touchdown, Columbia. Wow, Malik Smith picks off the little short pass to Lambert, and he takes it to the house. They were trying wow. to they were trying to run a little swing pass out to their tailback. It had just gone in motion, and Malik recognized it right off, made a beeline for the back, and the quarterback didn't see him when he throws it to him. He jumped up in front of it and was able to take it back to the house for six points. Wow, what a play by Malik Smith at his defensive end position. He was trying to reach Lambert in a little short screen over to the left side, and he just read it like you said, just like a book, and takes it all the way. Now Columbia leading 9-7, to seven, waiting the extra point attempt, and again, we've got problems on our on our kick return, or our kick uh, extra point team. We finally get a player in there. Let's see what happens. As Perry Bowman is the holder, Max Patton, there's the snap, and that's the ball's on the ground. A fire play as Bowman looking to throw it, and he just throws it away into the end zone. Was trying to reach Hugh Martin over there on the left side, but ball kind of came on the ground, and uh, he couldn't get a handle of it, and he just takes off to try to make a, something out of it. But anyway, that's where the play will stand at 9-7 to seven here with 3 minutes and 17 seconds to go here in this second quarter. And the conditions are really, really tough right now, and the, the, those exchanges on the kicks are tough. My goodness, I can't get my breath. Maybe we need to take a quick break. All right. This is Columbia Central Lions football on the Front Porch Sports Radio Network. Hey, folks, this is Chandler Anderson from the Right Care Walk-In Clinics. Hey, guys, we're open 11 to 11, seven days a week, so that you don't have to go wait at the emergency room when you have an urgent care need. Our providers are all emergency medicine experienced or critical care experienced, and we're there to take care of you so that you're not caught at the emergency department for hours and hours on end. Folks, seven days a week, right in front of Walmart, 11 a.m. to 11 p.m., we stay late so you don't have to wait at the ER. 
And welcome back to Green Hill High School. Trying to catch my breath here. It's 9-7. to seven. Columbia leading Green Hill with 3 minutes, 17 seconds to go. A 34-yard interception return for Malik Smith to put the Lions ahead. Now Max Patton, as uh, they missed the extra point attempt, and he's ready to kick off here from his 40. And there's the kick. A uh, fairly good kick. It's going to land at the 20. Now it's going to go out of bounds, so they'll get the ball on their own 35-yard line for Green Hill. Woo. Yeah. Yeah, that defensive play right there, again, it was recognition on Malik's part. Saw the pass coming and, and immediately made a beeline for the receiver, knowing that the ball would be there shortly, and uh, just just stepped in front of it and took it, and there wasn't anybody there to stop him. So let's do it again. Defense for the Lions has been outstanding the last few weeks, and they're, they've continued that play tonight, so let's hope that they can just continue on here as uh, Green Hill takes over first and 10 at their own 35-yard line with three minutes, 17 seconds to go here in the second quarter. Cade Mahoney in the shotgun with Lamberth at his, at his back. Going to give to Lambert. No, Mahoney's going to keep it himself. Coming to his left side. And there's holding. They're not going to call it. Why are they not calling the hold? He gets 10 yards on that play. But the only reason he's getting it is because of the hold. But anyway, he gets 10 yards up to the 45-yard line now. Green Hill goes Green Hill as they're quickly up on the ball as we approach three minutes to go here in this second quarter. Mahoney in the shotgun. Lambert on his right hip. There's the snap. He's looking to throw this time, rolling to his right. There's a quick throw to his uh, to, to Duffy, and he's going to get seven yards quickly across his midfield into Lion territory down to the 47-yard line. The 48-yard line goes, I'm not sure who that was, a receiver. That's Aldridge there for the Green Hill Hawks. They'll mark it at the Columbia 47-yard line where it's second and two. Mahoney in the shotgun. Oh, the ball on the ground again. Fumble. And he's trying to um, – Lamberth. Lamberth recovers a fumble, but a loss of about five on the play as uh, the exchange between Mahoney and Lamberth just hit the ground. Just couldn't make the exchange, and that ball hit the ground, and Lamberth was lucky to fall back on it. Okay, break for the defense here. Gives them third and about seven. Uh, again, we need to get off the field here, get the – for keep, sure. them, keep them from getting close because if they get close, they'll go. They'll probably go for it at this point of the field. Green Hill at their own 48-yard line as Mahoney at quarterback. Third and seven. He's going to give it to no a reverse around to Caleb Carver and he's going to get his first down. He gets the reverse from Lambert and uh, Carver takes it back around right up to the middle of the field as uh, he gets to the 45-yard line of Columbia, and they're going to move the chains with a minute 35 to go here in this second quarter. Columbia needs to hold on here for sure. The rain is trying to stop. There's the snap. Going to give to Lambert right up the middle. He's going to get some good yardage, four yards anyway. He'll get to the 41-yard line of Columbia before he's finally stopped. So it'll be... It'll be second and six for the Hawks as we approach one minute to go here in the second quarter. Here's a snap. A ball at Mahoney trying to hand it off, but he couldn't. And he, that gum, he gets his first yeah. down again. I thought he was trying to hand that off to, to Lambert, and he decided to keep it himself and gets his first down as he runs right back up into the middle of the line of scrimmage. 
one of the one of the adjustments that they made from the last time we played them was that the uh, instead of a power, they're, what they're doing is they're faking the power, and the quarterback's just keeping himself and running up there, and basically gaining an extra blocker. Nine to seven here with fifty-seven seconds to go, and Green Hill takes a timeout. And we'll just keep it right here before halftime as the the rain is still coming down. The wind is still blowing, but uh, not the rain, not quite as much, not quite as bad as it was. And looking across the way, not as, uh, you know, I'm I'm sure that's kind of held off our crowd, but we still have a great contingency of folks that are on the far side. And, uh, of course, Green Hill has got a lot of folks here on their side. And um, you know they're fans when they show up in conditions like this. <laughs> yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Well, we need you know we just need we don't need to give up the big play here. You know we can make them continue to drive and drive and drive. Uh, then uh, probably we can hopefully we can get the clock to run out before they get any chance to get too close. Thinking they got two timeouts left. Here we are, Mahoney in the shotgun, first and ten. At the Columbia 35, Mahoney rolling to his right, looking to throw, and he's got a man open. That's Duffy over there on the far sideline. He's going to pick up seven or eight, and I uh, don't see a flag crowd wanting a kind of a unsportsmanlike conduct there on the tackle, but maybe he gets eight yards on that play, so well, it's going to be second and two. Kind of gave him a little exclamation mark when he pushed him out of bounds right there. Well, that's we really need to keep to him inbounds if we can. Clock at 34 and counting. Mahoney under center. I mean, and the shotgun. He's looking to throw. He throws it into the end zone over everybody as that falls incomplete as he was trying to reach a receiver there on the far side of the field, Aldridge, in the end zone. 25 seconds to go. Third and two to go for the Green Hill Hawks. And the ball spotted at the Columbia 27-yard line. Columbia leading 9-7. to seven here in this playoff game at Green Hill High School. Really, if we could could stop them here short of the first down and make them use the fourth down play to eat up the clock here a little bit, only 25 seconds. They're they're wanting wanting chunk plays. Here's Mahoney. There's the snap. He's rolling to his left, looking to throw. And now he throws, and he's got his man. Aldridge gets his first down and gets out of bounds with 18 seconds to go. Gets it all the way down to the inside, the 20 down to the 19-yard line is where they'll spot the ball first and 10 with 18 seconds to go. Defense is doing a pretty good job of not giving up the the big play, and they're making them drive it and eat up the clock. Hopefully, again, if we can just uh, force a mistake somewhere and make this clock run out. Here's Mahoney, brings his team to the line of scrimmage. He's still in the stays in the shotgun formation the whole game. He's got Lamberth on his left hip, three receivers to his right. To the wide side of the field. Here's Lamberth looking to throw that way, and he's being pressured. He runs up the middle. He's got room. He's going to go right towards the end zone, and he gets in for the touchdown. Goodness gracious, a great move, a great play by Cade Mahoney, the junior quarterback, as he didn't have anywhere to go with that ball, and he just pulls it down and picks his way into the end zone for 18 yards for the touchdown, 19-yard touchdown run. He got really, really close to the sack, but uh, our our defensive tackle got out of his passing lane 
and was and he was able to slide through the lane and, and uh, big big pickup. We were in man coverage, and so we couldn't uh, come off of our coverage Here's to Crick, attack him. Here's Crickmar for the extra point attempt, and it's up and it is good. With 10 seconds to go, a new score here in this playoff game as Green Hill now back on top, 14 to nine uh, over Columbia here in this second round of the TSSAA playoffs. So 10 seconds to go until halftime. We'll just keep it right here, and hopefully we get a big run back right here. That would be great. Uh, we've had the – they've kind of gone back and forth. Columbia scores first, then Green Hill scores, then Columbia scores, and now Green Hill scores. So we're definitely a, a great matchup, great ball game here tonight at Green Hill High School as the rain's still coming down and wind's still blowing. Yeah, we actually had a chance on that play. Our cover – our pass coverage was great on that. There was no, no place to throw. Uh, and the, the pass rush was within a step of getting him, and he just did he did a good job of finding that little seam. But we almost had that play I was talking about of trying to make you know get them to make a mistake and run the clock out. But uh, again, like you, you know, they're a good football team. That's why they, they're at this stage in the playoffs. Just And uh, he, he stepped up, made a good run. Very good. Terry Wilcox tells me he's not here, but he's keeping up with us. Greenhill goes 65 yards and 10 plays. Mahoney, 18-yard touchdown run with 10 seconds to go here in this ball game, and they're up 14-9 as we await the Crickmar kick from his own 40 for Greenhill. Back deep, Q Martin, Jordan Davis, two dangerous runners, and they're going to kick it. Jordan Davis looks like he's going to pick up that ball at his 20. Let's go, Jordan. Go, Jordan. No, he's going to get snowed under, and he barely gets to the 23-yard line as uh, the clock is down to three seconds, and I would imagine we get the ball to begin the second half. We'll take a quick knee here to keep from having a chance of losing anything here, but it's been a great football game, a great first half. Wasn't expecting this much weather to be a factor, but it's definitely been a factor. The ball's been on the ground several times, and uh, low scoring is maybe, I don't know if we were thinking it was going to be more scoring than this or not, but uh, that first game we played, it was 14-all at halftime. Here we are at 14-9. Luke Osselton in the wing tee formation. So, yeah, he takes a knee, and that's going to take us to halftime. So, we are at halftime, and uh, hopefully they're going to regroup, and we'll get the ball to begin the second half. Coach, it's just really a really a pretty exciting yeah. first half there in this weather. Yeah, it's defensive. You know, the, both you know have good. Both teams have good defenses, and with the conditions, it makes the offense pretty much one-dimensional. Uh, it's hard to throw a pass with any kind of accuracy in this wind, and with the wet ball, you know we. We got both teams trying to do it and have been successful a little bit, uh, especially them getting their touchdown pass. But uh, it's not consistent, and the running game is the most consistent way of attacking it. The defenses know that, and they make it hard to hard to do. Uh, so you know we're we're right in this thing. You know we're we're only five points down at halftime, and uh, I think we've made some good adjustments to what they what they've uh, what they did to us from uh, week four so now uh, we go in and, and basically it's going to come back to who makes the best adjustments here at halftime to, to what the other teams are doing uh if we can get that ball and, and drive it down and score and give our give ourselves momentum i think we, we stand a pretty good chance i think so too and uh hopefully you know we uh get a a, a little better half of weather 
maybe the, the rain will subside a little bit, to, but it's still going to be a slippery ball no matter what. It's going to be slippery out there on this artificial surface at Green Hill High School. Just a beautiful football facility, a beautiful school that they've built up here in the last two years. And, uh, of course, the winner of tonight's game will face the winner of Page and Nolansville. That game being played tonight at Page. If Page wins and Columbia wins, Page would host next week. If Nolansville beats Page then and Columbia wins, then Columbia would host. So a uh, lot to look forward to here in this second half of play. And we're going to hopefully, I'm assuming that uh, – the TriStar go to TriStar Sports with uh, JP and uh, Murphy Fair. Yep. Hopefully they've got uh, obviously some updates for you, and we're going to kick it to them after the break. So we appreciate everybody listening, and uh, stay tuned for our second half of play. You're listening to Columbia Central Lions football, where they're trailing the Green Hill Hawks here at halftime, 14 to nine, here on the Front Porch Sports Radio Network. Built upon a solid foundation of cast iron and steel, the Kubota L-Series tractor is the number one selling compact tractor in the U.S. for over 10 years. Powerful Kubota diesel engine, ease of operation, and your choice of a Kubota gear or HST transmission. The durable Kubota L-Series. Talk to your local Kubota dealer today to schedule a demo. Go to KubotaUSA.com for full disclaimer. Call or come by Columbia Kubota or Franklin Kubota or visit them online at ColumbiaKubota.com or FranklinKubota.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. Arcus Restoration is proud to continue serving the community of Columbia as we have for the past 10 years. As a full-service general contractor, Arcus can handle every step of the recovery process, from initial emergency response all the way through to a fully restored home or business, including assessing and reversing damage caused by water, fire, storms, smoke, mold, and biohazardous materials. We are in the business of helping people, and we love what we do. Call Arcus Restoration 24-7 at 855-898-8282 or visit us online at arcusrestoration.com. Hey, this is Lewis Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern middle Tennessee. That's WKRM 103.7 FM, Columbia. Yes, when are we hearing from the guru? The guru, uh, on the other side of this break. How could I have known? Uh, it's, it's, it's just one of those things. His aura is uh, all-encompassing. He's all knowing. All knowing. Uh, you know, I mean, you don't hear anybody calling us gurus. <laughs> That's right. Tell you what, though, this is TriStar Primary. Hello, this is Jamie Bowling for your local Columbia and Franklin Kubota. Whether you're new to our area or have lived here for years, Columbia and Franklin Kubota is a dealership you can trust for all your equipment needs. We offer a large selection of tractors, construction equipment, utility vehicles, and turf products, along with service, parts, and rental. Visit us online today at ColumbiaKubota.com or FranklinKubota.com. See why we're one of Middle Tennessee's fastest-growing Kubota dealerships. 
Oasis Liquors offers the best selection of wine and spirits in southern Middle Tennessee. Owner Terry Boatwright believes in integrity and responsibility. He welcomes all customers who are 21 years of age or older and have valid ID. He urges everyone to drink responsibly. Don't drink and drive. Please use a designated driver. Oasis Liquors is open seven days a week, Monday through Thursday, 8 to 9, Friday and Saturday open later, and Sunday, 11 to 7. Visit Oasis Liquors at 404 West James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Oh, and don't forget to ask Terry about the wine pairings for your next meal. Why do people trust Tills Jewelry with their jewelry repairs? Hi, this is Terry Tillis. We feel each piece of jewelry is important to our customers, and they deserve the utmost care with every item that is brought to us. Your jewelry is inspected when we receive it to determine exactly what repairs are needed. A photo is taken and documented, and then it goes to our goldsmith. Once the repair is completed, the jewelry is reinspected to make sure it has been restored to its original condition. Come see us at Tills Jewelry, located in Columbia and Lewisburg. Hi, I'm Chris Chumley, owner of Expert Landscaping, LLC. Over the past two years, many changes have occurred worldwide, but one thing has stayed the same. That's our dedication. Dedication to our clients, dedication to our community. Thank you for putting your trust into us. We want to wish you a happy Thanksgiving, a Merry Christmas, and a Happy New Year. Expert Landscaping, where quality work is an investment in the future. Shopping local is important in today's market and crucial when choosing your realtor. Hi, my name is Chase Blanchard. And I'm Andrew Earl. And we're the TriStar Home Partners with Benchmark Realty. Our approach is fighting for our customers day in and day out to get the best deal for them. So call us today at 931-922-2474 or check us out at TriStarHomePartners.com. We want to be your trusted home partner in all things real estate. And once again, our phone number is 931-922-2474. And you can find us at TriStarHomePartners.com. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. There's only one, the guru, and he shares his knowledge exclusively on TriStar Friday Night Live. Presented by the U.S. Army and the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Time for class with Murphy Fair. Here's George Plaster. We welcome all of you back. It's the top of the hour, and in the Middle Tennessee area, a lot of games are moving toward halftime in round two of the TSSAA high school football playoffs. Our man is the guru. He is Murphy Fair, and he is battling all kinds of weather conditions tonight. Murphy, tell us more. Well, George, it's primarily the wind. It is raining, but you really have to look into the light to, to see the rain. It's such a, a fine mist kind of rain, but the wind has the flags blowing straight out, and uh, it's generally pretty miserable here. We're at halftime at Watertown High School. 0-0 zero, zero the score. It's been a defensive battle. Neither team has uh, gotten past the opponent's 20-yard line. They could uh, they could probably play it from the 30 to the 30, and uh, you wouldn't hardly notice uh, that either team has, uh, has, has missed the 
yard uh, deficit if you did that. But nonetheless, a pretty good game. Marion County's got just as many people here, if not more, than uh, Watertown has. And uh, I looked at a score from East Tennessee a few minutes ago, and uh, Trousdale County and Meigs County are tied at eight in the fourth quarter. And I mentioned that game because the winner of the Trousdale-Meigs game plays the winner of this Watertown Marion County game next week. So uh, a lot of eyes and ears here in uh, Robinson Stadium uh, keeping an eye on that game up in Dunlap, Tennessee as well. Murphy, I had to laugh when I heard 8-8. Eight to eight. Ask JP, when was the last time we had a game 8-8? Eight to eight? Been a while. That means they were both successful on a two-point conversion or somebody got a safety. And I'm guessing they were both uh, neither one of those you know when when you follow 1a and 2a football uh you don't see a lot of great kickers and a lot of uh, a lot of those smaller schools especially the ones that don't have soccer programs don't have a real strong kicking game so a lot of times you'll see them going for two on almost every conversion after a touchdown because they just don't have one that can put it through the upright Murphy, there are some games where there's some scores. Um, anything that uh, has caught your eye that you want to talk about? I really haven't seen many. I've been trying to keep my hat on my head instead <laughs> of looking at scores. The wind is really howling here, and I know that's got to be uh, quite comical for you guys watching the guru chase down his hat. But I've had to do that a couple oh. of times. Oh. Then he doesn't feel like the guru, does he? I guess my – if Mo was here tonight, his turban would have blown off several times. <laughs> the Mostradamus, yes. Absolutely. Mostradamus. JP, yep. you, you got some stuff for him to uh, comment on? Yeah, uh, Murphy, while we got you, I got a couple of reports from uh, our Main Street Preps reporters. want to uh, let you hear a couple of those and get your reaction. So we'll start, uh, I believe, Brady McAtamney, who's at the Clarksville Beach. Well, guys, after Beach scored their touchdown, they recovered a pooch kick that no one on the uh, Clarksville kickoff team I uh, decided they wanted to catch, so they got an extra possession, and they capitalized on it, scoring a one-yard touchdown from Jared Darius Johnson on fourth and one. They have a 14-7 lead at halftime over Clarksville. All right, so Murphy 14-7, um, the lead there for Beach over Clarksville. It would be interesting to know how much the weather has affected that game. Uh, I don't think a lot of people going in uh, would expect that one to be as close as it was. I think uh, – uh, most people probably picked Beach to win that game, uh, but but not for it to be a one-touchdown ball game. Intermission. Obviously, uh, uh, Isaac Shelby has got his Wildcat football team playing very, very well. Isaac, by the way, is a uh, uh, graduate of Clarksville High School, so uh, he's one of the few coaches around the state that's uh, coaching at his alma mater. And uh, uh, for that to be just a one-touchdown ball game, it's, I would say it's anybody's ball game in the second half. Yeah, um, that that would be quite a quite an upset for sure. Uh, Zach Womble, who's uh, at the Hendersonville Gallatin game, has this report. Hey guys, it's Zach Womble. I'm up here at Hendersonville High School on Paul Decker Field as the host Commandos lead 21-0 over the visiting Gallatin Green Wave here in the Class 6A second round. It's been all Hendersonville this first half as Torin Baker has 97 total yards 
two touchdowns, and Ellis Ellis with 143 yards on just six touches. So it's been all Hendersonville. I'm anxious to see how this second half shakes out, but it looks like the Commandos are moving on to the third round. All right, uh, so Murphy, uh, probably no surprise there, Hendersonville taking care of their their in-county rival. No, a couple of months ago, Hendersonville won that matchup. Uh, Those two schools about, what, 15 miles apart, maybe. Uh, I think Hendersonville won that game 41 to 7 during the regular season. So uh, there, uh, uh, the the chances of Hendersonville going on and uh, playing next week, they'll they'll take they'll face excuse me they'll face the winner of the Beach Clarksville game. So I'm sure there's a lot of folks uh, there at Hendersonville uh, listening in on the radio to see how uh, another Sumner County school, the Beach Buccaneers, are doing tonight. All right, um, George and Murphy got an update from Chris Yao, who is at uh, the Brentwood Summit game tonight. JP, Chris Yao here at Summit High School, where the Spartans take a 14-3 lead into the locker room at halftime. Again, they lead Brentwood 14-3 at the half. Had a touchdown at the end of the half, called back on a holding penalty, and then added 15 yards for celebration after that touchdown and could not put it back in the end zone. So Spartans lead 14-3 to over Brentwood here at the half. Brentwood will get the ball coming out in the third quarter. All right. Uh, so, uh, Murphy, I don't know if you heard, 14-3, to your score at the half there, Summit leading Brentwood. Well, I think most people figured Summit to win that ball game. Summit is one of four 6A teams that went into the playoffs last week with a perfect and O season. Uh, obviously, those four teams still in the hunt. And uh, uh, I think I understood someone to say earlier the closest team to play Summit during the regular season was Brentwood. Uh, but right now, it looks like the uh, Spartans of Summit and uh, uh, their fan base are, are having a good time tonight with that, what, 10 point lead? Is that what they said? 14th? No. The 11. Yep. Okay, 11-point lead at halftime. Summit's just got the Wade twins. Uh, I think the first time in that I can remember that twin brothers were both Mr. Football finalists. And uh, obviously, if you've seen Summit play, you know that those are two very talented young men. Columbia Central Lions football on WKRM is brought to you in part by Parks Motor Sales. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, Roof Systems Inc., Right Care, Columbia Franklin Kubota, Ten Pin Alley, Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, Holland's Pharmacy, Columbia Foodland, Beck Dental Care, Ledrich and CSH Incorporated, Brown's Body Shop, Murray Regional Medical Center, Quick Marks, Davis Heating and Cooling, and by Sands Fence Company. Here's Lee Maddox. And welcome back, everyone, to Green Hill High School here in Mount Juliet, Tennessee. And uh, Lee Maddox with Mike Lyle here, ready to bring you the second half call here as both teams are made their way finally back onto the field to, to try to get warmed up before we start this second half. And again, Columbia will be receiving this second half kickoff. And uh, and uh, got a few little stats for you that uh, thankful 
for uh, Terry Wilcox, who's listening at home, and uh, and also Maurice Patton with uh, Main Street Port Sports Prep, uh, Main Street Prep Sports. Main, Main Street <laughs> yeah. Murray. Main <laughs> Street Murray. He says Columbia has 66 total yards, 25 rushing, 41 passing, three first downs. I would have thought we've had more than that, but uh, obviously we had a uh, – a big score on defense that uh, has kept us right in this game. We had the, the field goal by Max Patton and uh, the 38-yard the intercept, 34-yard interception return for a touchdown for Malik Smith. Caden, or excuse me, yeah, Caden McCoy is three rushes for 12 yards. Jordan Davis had a little spark there for us the time or two. He's had six rushes for 29 yards. Martin, Q Martin, four rushes for zero yards. So for Green Hill, 167 total yards, 111 on the ground, 56 through the air, 11 first downs to our three first downs. Mahoney uh, has been their leading rusher Seven rushes for 78 yards and a touchdown. And uh, Brax Lambert, the running back, has nine carries for 28 yards. So 167 total yards for Green Hill, only 66 for Columbia. But, again, that defensive touchdown played quite a big uh, – has been quite a big factor in this game. Yeah, the biggest dif- right now the biggest difference in the game has been that Green Hill has been able to put together only two decent drives. Obviously, end up scoring with those drives and stuff. And we haven't been able to actually put a drive together and move the ball offensively. Like you said, our score came on defense, and our defense is doing a really good job of keeping us in the game. If, as long as they can keep us within one score, then we, you know, of course, we know we're going to have a shot all the way through the game. If we can take this opening kickoff here. And uh, you know, methodically drive it down the field and, and score a touchdown and retake the lead, and then let our defense uh, take us home a little bit. I think we feel, I feel pretty good if we can pull that off. Well, there's no doubt that that first drive that we had that led to Max Patton's 26-yard field goal that was a, a sustained drive yep. that we had. But we started at about our 30 and drove it all the way down to the 16 or inside the 15-yard line there to. Uh, to begin the back in the first quarter, but not since then that we've had any kind of anything sustainable in terms of a drive. But yeah, we've got to give Green Hill their due. Uh, they, they've done a good job scouting us, and they've rec- they've started recognize some of our big plays that we've been or have been big plays for us before, and have pretty well shut those down. Uh, they're they're kind of making us go away from what we like to do, and uh, therefore we're we're struggling a little bit on offense. If we can get us a big play off of it, maybe a pass play. Now that the rain the rain has seemed to have backed off at this point, so now it's just a uh, kind of wind, and, and the, the temperatures are going to start dropping. So, uh, but the field out there is still wet. Here we go, without a doubt. And here's Green Hill ready to kick off from their forty yard line. If they got that really unusual kick formation, you never know if they're going to try the onside it or not. And here they go. They they do an onside kick, and, and it's not. We get the ball work. right there. No, did they I mean, kill it? Well, they they threw. A, I think they jumped off sides. Oh, okay. That's what it was. Is they oh, jumped off sides? But yeah, that was. <laughs> I mean, he barely kicked it five yards. So that'll back them up five. They're little. That was a break for them, actually. Yeah, that they really were offsides. Yeah, and I <laughs> bet you they kick away this time as uh, Jordan Davis and Q Martin are now at just inside their own twenty-yard line. But I still wouldn't put it past them. I, I saw them say, do an onside kick 
last week against Franklin County, and they were kicking from their 30. So, and that had to have been a penalty to put it back to the 30s. Now it's at the 35. Let's see what they do. They're still in this kind of unusual formation on the kick. Here's Crickmar approaching, and he kicks away. And that ball is going to go out of bounds at the 20. So Columbia will take over first and 10 at the 35-yard line as they'll move from right to left here as we begin this third quarter of play here in this second round of the TSSAA playoffs. Trailing 14 to 9, we would really, like you said, to get a score right here on this opening drive of the second half. Yeah, now that the rain's backed off a little bit, the you know the advantage comes back to the offense as far as uh, being able to hopefully handle the ball. It'll stay a little bit drier, and uh, we, if we can sustain a drive, then uh, we're right back. Uh, we're we're still in it, but uh, you know right back in control of this, without a doubt. Luke Osselton now brings his team the wing T formation. As Jordan Davis goes in motion, gives to McCoy. He's across 40 real quick, gets eight, nine yards on that right side of the offensive line, goes Caden McCoy right off of tackle there. And a great run on first down for Caden McCoy, the sophomore, second and one, as he'll get it all the way up to the, well, now second and two. He gets it up. They'll spot it at the 43-yard line of Columbia. Just our bread and butter power play, and uh, got a good scene. Here's Usselton in the wing tee. Under center, he's going to take it himself as a quarterback sneak, and he's going to get his first down. Wow, good play there by Usselton going right off of Lewis Maddox, the center, and Jordan Brooks, the, the left guard. Uh, great surge there by the offensive line to get the first down up to the now they'll spot it at the Columbia 47-yard line. Looked like they had him stacked up at first, but then the defense, the offensive line kept their feet moving and got that second surge and got about five yards on the play. Here we go. First and 10 at the 47. Davis in motion. Give to McCoy on the right side. He's got room in the middle. He breaks it. Breaks two or three tackles inside Greenhill Hawk territory across the 40 down to the 37-yard line goes Caden McCoy. That same play, the 36-yard line now. They'll spot it. First and 10 for the Lions. I think this is one of the, one, a really good move on Coach Moore's part, just doing what Columbia does best. Here we go. Power football out of the wing tee. Here we go. First and 10 at the 36 of Green Hill. Jordan Davis in motion. Give it to McCoy again on the right side. Same play. He breaks one tackle, breaks another. He gets seven yards just like that. Crosses the 40, or excuse me, crosses the 30 into the, about the 30, close to his first. No, he's going to be... He's going to be three yards short, so pickup of seven, second and three for the Lions. They'll spot it at the 29-yard line. He is once he gets past that line of scrimmage, he is very, very hard to hit solidly. You're it's amazing how much he can move in there. Let's see what they do here. Second and three at the 27, 26. Give to Q Martin on the left side. He's looking for room, trying to pick his way, and he's not going to find it. Almost thought I saw a face mask, but no call there. As he's going to lose, or maybe gets back to the line of scrimmage, actually. No gain on the play. Third and three for the Lions. Need to pick up this first down right here, Coach. And if not, I'd say we maybe in four-down territory yeah, right here I think at we, the 26-yard line. Here's Oppleton under center. Green Hill crowd getting loud. 
Going to give to McCoy around the right side, and he's going to get trapped in the backfield and taken down for a loss. A four-yard, maybe even a five-yard loss on that play as they just were waiting on that same play that they had had so much success for. And now a decision time, fourth and six for well, the Lions at the 32-yard line of Green Hill. And this is those situations. I'm glad I'm retired now because this. Is, you're right. This is a tough decision. Looks like he's going to go for it. He's going for uh, it. Takes McCoy out of the game. Not sure what that is, but now please don't call a timeout. And he's going to call he's gonna a timeout. Going to have to. Going to run out of time. Doggone it. Why are we calling timeout? Caden McCoy came off the sideline and uh, takes his helmet off, goes over to the to the bench there. I'm not sure if there's something wrong with him or, or what. He's kind of squatted down over there on the far side. Now the trainer's coming to look at him. Not sure what that is, but I think that might have had something to do with it because we weren't ready to send somebody back in in his place. But he yeah, looks, not, seems not. to be okay. The trainer is now watched, is taking a look at him, and Caden's getting some water. Not real sure what the situation is on that. But uh, he came off the field, yeah. you know, and I'm thinking, why is he coming off the field? <laughs> because we need him in the game. Uh, but obviously there was something something wrong with Caden there, and he still got his helmet off on the, far, on the sideline. But now Columbia... Still going to go for it. And this time, Luke Usselton in the shotgun with receivers. Three to his left, two to his right. In the shotgun formation. Empty backfield. There's the snap. Looking to throw. Goes it to Jordan Davis. Jordan Davis has got it. Breaks one tackle. Oh, nice He's move. got his first down. Out of bounds. That's a late hit out of bounds, but they're not going to get a call there. But a first down, a great play there by Luke Usselton to Jordan Davis. The two sophomores connecting there to get the first down for Columbia. All the way down to the 22-yard line of Green Hill. First and 10. Got a good block by the uh, by the uh, second man in on the on the the wide side over here, and he just made a guy miss and uh, got his first down. Great determination in that run. First and 10 now, 8 minutes, 41 seconds to go in this third quarter. Columbia trailing 14-9 over Green Hill. Hand off to Jordan Davis on the right side, trying to pick his way in and nowhere to go. Is he no gain or maybe even a uh, – they're going to say no gain, so it's going to be second and 10 at the 22-yard line. Yeah, just a again, simple one power up. play, and yeah, and they uh, they flowed well to it. Their linebackers did a good job of filling the hole on that. Some well, kind of play, play action now would probably be a good time. Big play needed right here again for the Lions in the wing T formation. Second and ten at the twenty-two. Here's Osselton. Gives to McCoy back in the game, and he gets snowed under, and he's going to lose a yard. So it's going to be third and 11 for the Lions at the 23. Yeah, they're keying on him. Maybe the 24. Yeah, they're keying on, on McCoy really hard, and when he runs that play, that again, that was our power, simple power play and uh, just over outnumbered us. They had more guys to, than we had the blockers. So a huge third down conversion needed right here to keep the drive going for the Lions, but obviously we probably are in four-down territory. Not sure. We are definitely in Max Patton's range to kick. But here's Usselton now. He empties the backfield in the shotgun formation. Three receivers to his right, two to his left. There's the snap. 
No pressure. Looking for, he throws into the end zone. There's an interference, but he catches the ball. Oh, he caught and it. It's a touchdown. Kamaria, <laughs> that's T. Martin. He was being held as he coughed the ball in the end zone. Touchdown. Wow, what a play by Luke Usselton to Q. Martin. Wow, that, that's throwing, he, basically what he did. You know, it was a post play, post pattern from the inside receiver, and Usselton saw him breaking over the middle and basically put it up and let his athlete do his job. He did uh, he his reached job. Up, he reached up and grabbed it, just out-muscled the defenders for the ball because both of them reached up for it. He just took it from them. And they put the score on the wrong scoreboard, <laughs> on the wrong side. <laughs> I'm sure we'll get that correct. So here's, here's <laughs> Columbia going for two. Usselton under center. He fakes it, and he's looking for Jace Hoth all alone in the end zone, and it's a good two-point conversion for Luke Usselton to Jace Hoth. Wow, fantastic. That's the play that we've been running for the last two years that continues to to work on that two-point conversion. Now 17-14, to Columbia back on top of Green Hill with seven minutes, ten seconds to go here in this third quarter of the second round of the TSSAA playoffs. Wow, what a play, what a drive. 65 yards, and then Luke Usselton to Q Martin, and I'm still wondering why there wasn't a flag on Q Martin in that catch because he was being held as he caught the before the ball got there. He was being held. I quit quit trying to explain referees' decisions a long, long time ago as a coach. That used to get me in trouble. (laughs) I hope we're on the air and people can hear this. But, but again, let's let's also emphasize the great athletic play. Usselton doing a good job of trusting his receiver and throwing it in a spot where his guy can get it. He just goes up and grabs it and takes it from two other guys. He did, as he was being held. As he was being held, for sure. Here's Max Patton out his 40, and he approaches the kick. And there's the kick, the line driver, and it bounces off of one person. Now Caleb Carver gets it at his 23, and he's going to go down at before he reaches the 30. So good coverage there by the Lions on a really a short kind of a kick, a line drive kick that hits the ground first and bounces off of one defender. I mean, one return man, and uh, Carver picks it up and gets it back to the 28-yard line. Yeah, actually, that's a little squib kick. That's done on purpose in order to disrupt their return game. And, again, taking a chance, hopefully it'll bounce off somebody, but it, it took a good bounce for them. Now good defense as now Green Hill takes it their first time in this quarter with seven minutes to go. They're starting at their own 30. A handoff to Braxton around the, the Lamberth around the right side. He picks up six very quick to this side of the field as he runs around the right side of the defensive line. Jace Ho coming up. Gimpy on his ankle. Now he goes down. He's gonna. They're gonna have to have timeout to check Jace Hoth. Doggone it! He's had yeah. an ankle problem last week. wasn't sure that he was gonna get to play last week, and and uh, he was doing much better. But that left ankle. Now the trainers and coaching staff come out to check on him. And uh, as the uh, Green Hill Hawks are gonna have a second and four at their own 36-yard line. Six minutes, 44 seconds to go. In the third quarter, Columbia leading 17-14. to We'll take a quick injury timeout and be right back right after this on the Front Porch Sports Radio Network. 
Columbia Foodland is a locally owned and operated family grocery store with a full line of dry, dairy, frozen, meat, and produce items. We focus on keeping the freshest hand-cut meat and produce items daily with the most competitive prices in town. We offer weekly ad specials as well as in-store weekly specials throughout the store. Located at 427 West 7th Street in Columbia in the former Harris Foodland location. Columbia Foodland. We are here and ready to serve the wonderful people of Columbia and the surrounding areas. And welcome back. Jace Hope off to the on his own power to the sideline. A give to, up the middle to uh, Lamberth, and he's going to approach the first down yard to gain. I believe he's got it at the 40-yard line. They're going to make it a first and 10 for the Hawks at their own 40-yard line. And quickly, they're back on the ball. Six minutes, 30 seconds to go and counting here in this third quarter. Give to Lamberth again, and he's hit the backfield by Joseph Whaley. A great defensive stop there by Joseph Whaley from his linebacker position and a loss of at least two. Come on, take it back further than that. They're just going to save one yard loss, but looked like it was more than that. It's called a run stunt right there. He stunned right into the hole that they were running to. Uh, made a huge play. Second and 12, I'm going to call it, at the 39-yard line. That's Green Hill's 39-yard line as uh, Mahoney at quarterback in the shotgun formation with Lambert on his left hip, and he's going to look to row. He's rolling to his left, looking to throw, and he's nowhere to go, and he's going to get sacked. No, nope. he gets, breaks out of it. And I think there's a flag down here on the other side. Still on his, he makes his first down, crosses midfield, but there's going to be a flag I think finally. we've got a flag here on this near side. For sure, going to be called on Green Hill. Mahoney was just kind of oh, face no, mask. Oh, no, face mask. Wow. No, 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 no. So what happens there, Coach? Uh, that'll be tacked on to the end of the play. No, okay. No. No, they take the play. They're, okay, evidently they. Yes, that would, that would, they'll decline it. They'll decline it, right? They didn't say, but anyway, they're still talking about it. Still trying to tell us. I was going to say, it usually it's tacked on. That's what I thought. It's tacked on to the end gracious. of the play. He picks up. He, uh, it's a five-yard. Is it incident? What they call it? Um, oh, God, not an incidental, but it's a, a, a light face mask. Mahoney just somehow got out of that that scrum back yeah. there and looked like he was going to be sacked. But now it's first and ten all the way at the Columbia 43-yard line. And there's a big stop there by Lewis Maddox, Mike Johnson, and DeAndre Mathers as uh, the running back's going to lose a, about a half yard anyway. So it's going to be second and long at the 44-yard line, 43-yard line of Columbia. Yeah, on that previous play, they tried to roll out to the left, and we did a really good job of containing him, pushing him back, and then he was able to slip through our rush and uh, run up there towards his first down. Uh, That's Duffy that ran the ball that time. He's in the backfield with Mahoney in the shotgun formation, second and long, second and ten. Mahoney now looking to his left to throw it, and he can't find anybody, and he's going to get snowed under by Maddox. (laughs) And uh, who was that else? That was Mike Johnson. He gets only about two yards on the play. So it's going to make it third and still long, third and nine from the Columbia 42-yard line. Four minutes and 30 seconds to go here in this third quarter. Columbia leading 17-14 to 14 here in this second round of the playoffs. That quarterback's as slippery as anybody I've seen. Uh, almost, almost as good as McCoy is slipping off tackles right there. But uh, here we makes go. Makes it tough on our pass rush. Third and nine. 
at the Columbia 42-yard line. Mahoney in the shotgun. Lamberth on his left hip. Going to give it to his jet sweep receiver around the left side, and he's got room over there. Gets his first down in across the 30-yard line, down to the 29-yard line. Goes Caleb Carver for the Green Hill Hawks. So unfortunate there, that jet sweep. Uh, he just went around our whole left side of the defense there and, and gets the first down. Yeah, they were able to get on the outside shoulder of our outside linebacker, and couldn't, we couldn't get our contained man out there to turn him back in. And once he got the edge, he was able to get a good yardage on it. Doggone it. we got to make a big play here, a big stop. Somehow, I think a turnover. Rain has stopped. Wind has settled down somewhat. Cooling off a lot more. Here's Mahoney in the shotgun. Give to Lamberth. Looking for room around the left side of the line. Picks up maybe three on the play. Or maybe four they're going to give him. Yeah. It's going to be second and six as he gets inside the 25 down to the 24-yard line of Columbia. Clock really moving now. Three minutes and 20 seconds to go here in this third quarter. We've got to keep him making chip away, chip away, chip away, and hopefully they'll make a mistake here shortly. Mahoney looking to throw it now. He throws across the middle, and he's got a man complete all the way inside the 10-yard line. Doggone it goes Ryan Holleran, the wide receiver for the Green Hill Hawks, as he just went across the middle and just sat there and yep. waited on Mahoney to find him. And uh, he looks like we've got a uh, – they're down to the 12-yard line, so it's going to be first and 10 at the Columbia 12. And now there's timeout. Somebody called timeout? I'm not sure. Uh, it's officials timeout for something. That ball is just – no, that ball is inside the five-yard line. I'm sorry, I miss, yeah. misread. That's a, that ball's at the six. At the six, yeah. That ball's at the six, but I still don't know what the stop and play was. It's, but they got to wait. They can't they, stop they, that ball until we to. get set. All right, here's Mahoney. First and goal from the six. Give to Lamberth up the middle, and he's down to the one. He's finally brought down at the one by Watson Harvey. They're just short of the goal line. Goes Lamberth, the running back. Yeah, they're the now, now they're in an element where they, you know, they can just back off their ears and, and run straight at us, and it's going to be on, tough defense. to stop that. Defense, make a turnover. Give to Lambert, and he's in the end zone. Touchdown, Green Hill Hawks. So, it's back and forth we go. Back and forth we go. Now 20 for Green Hill, 17 for the Lions. We need to block an extra point attempt here to keep it within three. So 20 to 17 with two minutes and 26 seconds to go here in this third quarter. Green Hill back on top of the Lions. Waiting the extra point attempt. There's the snap, the set, and the kick, and it is good. So... New score with two minutes, 26 seconds to go in this third quarter of this second round of the TWSAA playoffs. Green Hill, 21, your Columbia Central Lions, 17. We'll take a quick timeout and tell you you're listening to Columbia Central Lions football on the Front Porch Sports Radio Network. 
Why do people trust Tillis Jewelry with their jewelry repairs? Hi, this is Terry Tillis. We feel each piece of jewelry is important to our customers and they deserve the utmost care with every item that is brought to us. Your jewelry is inspected when we receive it to determine exactly what repairs are needed. A photo is taken and documented and then it goes to our goldsmith. Once the repair is completed, the jewelry is reinspected to make sure it has been restored to its original condition. Come see us at Tillis Jewelry, located in Columbia and Lewisburg. For the 75th year, Columbia Central Lions football plays on WKRN. And welcome back to Green Hill High School as the Green Hill Hawks have just gone back on top as we've gone back and forth all night long as they're now leading 21 to 17. According to Terry Wilcox, thank you, Terry, 70-yard play, 70-yard drive in 12 plays. Lamberth, the one-yard run, the kick good, 21 to 17. Green Hill with 2.26 left here in the third quarter. Crickmeyer now at his 40, ready to kick off, and looks like a conventional kickoff team this time, and he kicks it deep. Jordan Davis is going to get it. Oh, no, oh, he no. drops it and let it go through the end zone, so it'll be a touchback. Goodness gracious, Jordan Davis caught it or was trying to catch the ball at the 10-yard line, and it went through his hands, and thankfully it went into the end zone yeah. and not out of bounds. Right, right. The, the, the strength of the kick took it, all, took it on in. It was, it was called, it's called a muff, and in high school, uh, as long as it crosses that end line or the goal line, it, it comes out to the 20. Thank goodness. So it would be first and 10 for the Lions at their own 20-yard line. A 80-yard drive is what we need right here to take back the lead. Yeah, we're trailing by four to Green Hill with 2.20 to go here in this third quarter. We really need to answer here on this drive. Fantastic game here on both teams tonight. Playoff football. Here's Osselton. Fake to Q Martin, rolling to his right, looking to throw, and there's That's the interference. interference. Come on, let me, and there's oh, the flag. Okay. There's the flag. <laughs> Jace Hope, good to see him back in as he was crossing the, the middle route there over towards the sideline of Columbia, and he gets hit right before the ball gets to him, so uh, interference foul is going to be called, and that's going to be an automatic first down for the Lions. It's also it's 15 yards, and the play would, only, would have only gone for nine, so... Very good. There comes the ball. Mark off. What'd you say? As you can tell, we're sitting real close to the fans here. So. <laughs> All right. Uh, so it's first and ten now for the Lions at the at their own thirty-five yard line. Luke Osselton, the sophomore quarterback, brings his team to the line of scrimmage in the wing T formation with Q Martin, Jordan Davis, and Caden McCoy. There goes Davis in motion. Give to McCoy on the right side, and he's going nowhere. He's going to lose a yard, or maybe two. Yeah, Green Hill, it's obvious that Green Hill's king on on. They on know Cajun. that play. Yeah, they've, they've seen that play a lot. Uh, we've had some success with it earlier in the game, but they've seen it a lot, and they, they're responding to it. They're keying on him, so it's going to be really hard for him to to, to get much room there. Well, in that opening drive, he he had quite a few yards of yeah. uh, success on that same play. But now it's time to do something else. Let's see what they've got. So second and 12 for the Lions at their own 33-yard line. Luke Usselton under center. Fake to Davis in motion. He's looking deep to throw it, rolling to his left. Nobody just behind. He pulls it down and runs it and slides forward up 
for positive yardage. It's still going to be third and about nine. He'll get it up to the 36-yard line of Columbia is where they'll spot it. It'll be third and nine. Got to have a huge third down play here. He had a receiver breaking deep, but he just wasn't able to set his feet to, to make a long throw right there. Luke Usselton's had a heck of a season as the Lion quarterback. And we need him to have a good play right here as he empties the backfield in the shotgun formation. Three receivers to the wide side, to his right, two to his left. He jumbles the snap, but he's still got it. He's looking to throw. He gets it to Bubba Perkins on the left side, but he's not going to get his first down. But there was a pretty tough hit from the linebacker position, but he picks up only about five on the play or four. It's going to be a punting formation as he gets it to the 41-yard line and make it fourth and about four to go for the Lions as Max Patton will come in for the punt. Caleb Carver for the Hawks drifts back to his 25. Now the Lions still having trouble getting the right amount of people on the kick teams as Mike Johnson finally comes in to make it 11. Here's Max Patton standing at his 30. Need a good now a timeout. Goodness gracious. Columbia takes a timeout and we'll take one with them to catch our oh excuse me that's the end of the third quarter. I wow. wasn't even watching. <laughs> wow. That's the end of the third quarter so and we'll tell you your score as we go into this final period the final 12 minutes to go a great ball game here at Green Hill High School is Green Hill leading Columbia 21 to 17. You're listening to Columbia Central Lions football on the Front Porch Sports Radio Network. Oasis Liquors offers the best selection of wine and spirits in southern Middle Tennessee. Owner Terry Bodride believes in integrity and responsibility. He welcomes all customers who are 21 years of age or older and have valid ID. He urges everyone to drink responsibly. Don't drink and drive. Please use a designated driver. Oasis Liquors is open seven days a week, Monday through Thursday, 8 to 9, Friday and Saturday open later, and Sunday, 11 to 7. Visit Oasis Liquors at 404 West James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Oh, and don't forget to ask Terry about the wine pairings for your next meal. And welcome back to Green Hill High School as we start, get ready to start this fourth quarter. Max Patton standing at his 30-yard line with a fourth and four, looking to punt away to Caleb Carver, who's standing at his 25. There's the snap. Here's the punt. A great punt by Caleb Carver. Calls for the fair catch, and he gets it at his 27-yard line. A great punt by Max Patton. I was hoping that ball was going to bounce because it would have probably gone inside the 10-yard line, but Caleb Carver uh, doing the right thing there for the Hawks to get that fair catch signal called, and now they start at their own, now they're saying the 28-yard line for Green Hill. Yeah, defense has got to step up here. We've ridden their back the whole game here. Let's Hopefully they can stand up here and get us a three and out. Here's Mahoney in the shotgun. He gives to Lamberth on the right side. He's got four or five yards just like that on the right side of the line as DeAndre Mathers comes up from the linebacker position to stop him after a five-yard gain, second and five for the Hawks at their own 33-yard line. Mahoney quickly with his team to the line in the pistol formation, Lamberth behind him. Give to Lamberth on the left side this time, and he's hit immediately as he hits the line of scrimmage. And that was Jordan Brooks making a great play there to stop for really no gain. They're going to give him one, but I didn't think it was any gain. He gets to the 34, 
So it'll Big be player third right and here. four. Third and four. four we really the, need, four need to make a stop here. Mahoney quickly again to the line of scrimmage, trying to draw everybody off, and now look to the sideline to get the play. Just got to be ready on defense right here to make a stop, get off this field. Now Mahoney in the shotgun. There's the snap, low snap, and Mike Johnson forcing him back to throw it out of bounds and incomplete. A great play there by Mike Johnson. What? Mike Johnson just forced him to throw that ball before he wanted to and was taking him, had him all the way back inside the 20-yard line to the 15-yard line, went Mahoney, and he had nowhere, nothing to do but to throw that ball away. So a great three and out here for the Lions. Uh, I guess, they did, did they get a first? Or no, I'm, I'm not thinking. No, they, no they, there was, was three no and out right there. Three and out. So Q Martin back to his lining up now at his 35-yard line, and Crickmar standing at his 20 to punt the ball away. Defense rose the occasion. Now the offense has got to come back and get us, drive us back in it. Fourth and four. Let's make sure they punt. There's the snap. And there's the punt. He takes his time on a great punt by Crickmar. It hits at the 22, and it really just stops right there at the 19 is where Columbia will take over first and 10 with 10 minutes and 24 seconds to go in this ball game. They're trailing 21 to 17. We still got plenty of time to do what we do to run the game we want to run, but we're, we're going to have to stay on schedule and we can't afford any, any penalties or uh, setbacks. Without a doubt. We need our best offensive plays coming right now. Right now. We need to take this lead back. 10 minutes, 24 seconds to go in the ball game. Playoff football right here. That's why you play the game right here. Wing T formation. Luke Huffington, Q Martin in motion. Fake to him. No, give to Q Martin. No, excuse me. Give to Jordan Davis. <laughs> As uh, they faked everybody around there, I think they gave it to Q, and Q gave it to Jordan Davis. Yeah, I think it was a double handoff, and and, uh, Usselton did a really, really good job of carrying out his fake. Yep. All of that, and they get two yards. Second and eight at the Columbia 22-yard line. Got to get it to the 30 for the first. Clock runs. Nine minutes, 50 seconds to go here in the game. Here's Usselson under center. The wing tee. Give to Q Martin on the left side. He's looking for rooms. Breaks through one tackle. Still on his feet. Trying to break another tackle as he approaches the 30-yard line. He's going to be about two yards short of his first down. So it's going to be third and two. Gain of six. Third and two at the... They'll spot it at the 28-yard line of Columbia. Got to have a conversion right here. Got to have a special play to get this first down, if not more. Got to get it just at the 30 is where the line to gain is. Usselton under center. Cade McCoy, Jordan Davis in the backfield. There goes Q Martin in motion. Give to McCoy. 
as he gets met at the line of scrimmage and still pushing his way. I think he's got it with that, with that second, second effort. effort. He's got his first down as he was stopped behind the line of scrimmage, and somehow those linemen got a hold of him, and as well as his feet continuing to move, he gets his first down up to the 31-yard line. First and 10 for Columbia. Just a great determined uh, individual effort. Well, a team effort right there because he was stacked up at the line of scrimmage. The linemen kept their feet moving. He kept his feet moving. They got the second surge and got the yardage for the first down. I can't believe he did get it. I was surprised right there. I thought they had him. So here's Osselton. Now first and 10. Eight minutes, 25 seconds to go. Trailing by four. He fakes to Q Martin. Bing. Oh, he was trying to reach Caden McCoy in that outlet pass. And Caden just could not quite hold on to it and drops it incomplete. Second and 10. Clock stops the clock with eight minutes and 17 seconds to go. Yeah, Caden just, just took his eyes off just a little quick, looking to see where he's going to run with it and didn't quite secure it. Good pass on Nelson's part. It was, and he was being pressured. So, second and 10. Got to make a... Got to get it to the 41 for the first down. They're at their own 31. Two receivers to his right, still in the wing T formation. There goes Q Martin in motion. And Hustleton's going to look to throw. He's got a man open. He's got the catch right at the line to gain. Let's see where they spot it. They're going to give him the first down. A great catch by Ryan Hatterson. Wow, the senior receiver comes through once again. Did a really good job of coming back to the ball. Esselton did a good job throwing that ball under pressure. He got hit just as he released it, stood in there tough, and, and delivered a strike just enough to get the first down keep the drive going. And Ryan took a hit as he caught that ball, and they gave him the forward progress, which was really great to see. Yeah. Great play there by the Lions. First and 10 now at their own 42-yard line. Seven minutes, 45 seconds to go here in the ballgame. Trailing by four to Green Hill, 21-17. to 17. A give to Q Martin on the left side. Q breaks one tackle, breaks the second tackle. He approaches midfield. He gets about seven yards on the play, on the or maybe six they'll give him. It'll be second and four for the Lions. A great run there by Q Martin as he just picks his way through that defensive line there and gets up to the 47 yard line of Columbia is where it'll be second and four for the Lions. That was a jet sweep designed to go outside but he was uh, they over pursued it and he was able to slip it up inside of them and gain the yardage. Alright here we go. Woo. Wing T formation. Here's Davis in motion. Hip it Davis around the right side. He's got room and he gets his first down, crosses midfield into Hawk territory. They'll spot it at the 48 yard line of Green Hill. It'll be another first down for the Lions. Clock runs six minutes. Well, they'll stop it to mark the chains. Are they going to mark it? Yes, there is the first down call. Surely, to goodness, that was a first down. Uh, they'll, they'll move the chains now, first and 10, and they'll start the clock back with 6.45 to go here in the ballgame. Inside Hawk territory are the Lions. Still have plenty of time to keep playing our game. Luke Usselton under center. Q Martin gets the ball again on the left side. He breaks. Oh, he cannot break that tackle as he gets back to the line of scrimmage. Actually, he's going to lose about a half yard. It'll be second and a long 10 or about 11 as Q was just kind of waiting to see if he was going to get a blocker out there. And nobody, nobody. 
nobody showed up. And a great play on behalf of uh, Green Hill. Adam Greer at his linebacker position who made that stop, that really good tackle on Q Martin. So now second and 11 from the 49-yard line of Green Hill is Luke Osselton under center. There's a stop in play. Timeout, Columbia. Five minutes and 50 seconds to go. 5.50 to go, trailing by four with a second and 11 at the Green Hill 49-yard line. We'll just keep it right here because... Uh, it's too – I don't know. Well, Columbia's done a real good job here in, in this drive of getting just enough to, to get their first down and keep the chains moving. They've still got plenty of time to, to drive the length of this field. In fact, it would be ideal that if they could drive it down, score with about 20 seconds left. Or one or second like that. left. Yeah, well. <laughs> I don't like walking that tightrope quite that much. But <laughs> Oh, me. What but, a great uh, game. Score with you know, Don't give Green Hill much of a chance to, to be able to run their power game and, and drive back down the field and make them have to do something to try to get big chunk plays, which we can probably stop. So here we go. Both teams back and forth all night. And great, now great it's Columbia's time. Game. Now it's Columbia's time. Five minutes, 50 seconds to go here in this second round of the TSSAA playoffs. Second and 11. Here's Osselton under center. He fakes, and he's going to go sacked. He's sacked all the way back at his own 40-yard line as he was going to – he faked the he faked to Q Martin and was going to try to throw it downfield. He had Patterson and Bubba Perkins going deep, and uh, nobody accounted for that defender who made a great play. So now third and forever, third and about 20 – for the Lions as the ball is spotted at their own 42-yard line. Yeah, it looks wow. like we just had a, a miscommunication in, on the inside and in they're blocking and, and let a guy slip through un, completely untouched. He was from the front. It wasn't a linebacker. So, huge play. Usselton empties the backfield in his shotgun formation. There's the snap. He's got time there. He's going to throw it. Pass complete to Bubba Perkins on the left side. Bubba making room and getting across midfield up to the 45 to the 44-yard line, but he's going to be well short of his first down. But or where are they spotting it? That's Bubba Perkins on the gonna far be fourth side. And, fourth and seven, looks like. They'll spot it at the 45-yard line. Got to get it to the 38 of Green Hill. So with four minutes and 30 seconds to go and clock counting, this is going to be one of the plays of the game right here. There's still time. We've still got, well, one timeout is what I'm showing on the, on the clock. Usselton empties the backfield. Three receivers to his right, two to his left. There's the snap. He's got time to throw. Now he's being pressured out. He's got room to run it. He's got his first down, and he goes out of bounds inside the 35 down to the 34-yard line. 33-yard line is where Luke Usselton just pulls the ball down, sees an opening to get his first down, and he gets it. Outstanding decision on his part. They went man-to-man in their coverage, and so all the defenders, all the backfield defenders had their back to him, and he was able to slip out of the pass rush, slip off to the left side of it, saw that he had green space and was able to get the first down running up the side, the left side right there. Clock stops at four minutes and two seconds to go. They'll spot it at the 34-yard line of Green Hill. First and ten for the Lions. Back in the wing T formation, Luke Osselton under center. 
Here's Osselton. Going to give to Jordan Davis around the right side. Picking his way through, but not going to go far. He maybe gets two or one on the play. Let's see where they'll finally spot it. Maybe one yard. So it's going to be second and nine for the Lions at the 33-yard line. Yeah, their inside linebackers are doing a really, really good job of filling the hole. They're being patient about seeing, wait till they see the hole, and then they're getting up into it pretty quick. And uh, if we, now if we can ever get past that, that level, then we've got a lot of space. All right, here we go. Second and nine. Three minutes, 25 seconds to go and counting. Osselton under center. There goes Q Martin in motion. And Osselton's looking to throw. He's got a man open. Bubba Perkins down deep, and he... Bobbles the ball incomplete. The ball just a little short, but they, the defender tipped it. And uh, Usselton, I mean, uh, Bubba Perkins had a chance to get it back again, but they both collided and just couldn't pull it down. Perkins did really a, a good job of coming back to the ball because that would have been picked had he not come back to the ball and almost pulled it up, pulled the catch off. He really did, and that was all the way down at the 15-yard line where that play took place. So now... Back again, third and nine, three minutes. Clock stopped at three minutes, 15 seconds to go. McLeod really getting loud here. Osselton empties the backfield. Three receivers to the short side, two to to the wide side. There's the snap, and he's sacked again. Big sack all the way back to the 43-yard line. Wow. They just sent more guys, and we had blockers that time. The only thing about this, the clock continues yeah. to run. We need to hurry up. We didn't, rec- we didn't recognize it and uh, come off of our pattern quick enough, and he had no one to, nowhere to go. They've got to hurry. It's two minutes and 45 seconds and counting, and we've got a fourth and 16, fourth and 17 to go here. Ball is at the 42-yard line of Green Hill. The first down line to gain is at the 19. So here's the play of the game. Osselton empties the backfield. There's the blitz, and he goes down. He goes down at the 48-yard line as they sent everybody from Green Hill on the blitz, the max blitz, and... He's down with two minutes, 18 seconds. The ball goes over on downs to the Hawks as they're yeah, winning they, this game 21-17 to 17, and now with a chance to put us away. Yeah, they they knew that the, the check down pass wasn't probably going to be a good thing for us to do at that time, so they sent everybody and was counting on the rush getting there before before we could get deep enough on the passes, and, and it did. Uh, again, they just sent more guys, and we had blockers. Doggone it. Doggone it. All right, we need to play on defense. A turnover somehow right here. There's the low snap, and there's being pressured. Mahoney's being pressured. They need to just trip that ball out as he gets positive yards, about five yards. He crosses midfield up to the Columbia 47-yard line goes Cade Mahoney, the junior quarterback, with two minutes now to go and clock counting. We've only got one timeout remaining. In the ball game, yeah, we're 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 in need of a we're in need of a turnover at this point. Three and out probably isn't going to give us enough time on the clock to do much. Well, if we get them, if we stop them right here, surely we'll yeah. we'll call our last timeout. As they'll and again, we don't have a play clock here to know uh, where this play clock situation was started to know when they started the play clock back. So here's Mahoney. He takes the snap. 
and he's going to run it himself, and he's being stopped right there. Jace the Hoth and Mike Johnson make the stop, or Jordan Brooks makes the stop for no gain on the play as the clock continues to run with 1.20 to go. And there's the timeout for the Lions with 1.17 showing on the clock. It'll be third and seven at the from the Columbia 48-yard line. So this is going to be the another play of the game, game. right here. Yeah, if we can stop, hold them here, uh, we'll get the ball back. We'll only have a few seconds because you know they're going to run the clock down as far as they can if they stay. Uh, if we can get a turnover here on this play or if we can get them out of bounds to stop the clock, that'll help us. Oh, me. But Goodness if gracious, I, we need a big play right here. If I'm Somebody. Green Hill's coach, I'm going to run something right up the middle of the field to make sure that uh, you know the clock's going to keep running even if I don't get my first down. Well... Somebody needs to strip this ball out right here. Here's Mahoney in the shotgun. Lamberth on his right hip. Sends Carver in motion. Going to give to him the jet sweep around the right side. He's got his first down and out of bounds. I don't know why he went out of bounds, but it really doesn't matter. They can just take a knee now. That'll that'll seal it right there. Doggone it. Doggone it. What a great effort for the Columbia Central Lions. They just could not quite stop Carver on that jet sweep around the right side and now the Hawks will line up in a victory formation with a minute and ten to go here in this ball game and there's a did they call timeout there's something something down here yeah they called timeout Green Hill called timeout doggone don't know what the uh, their coaches really having a long conversation with the side judge over here. Don't know what it's about. Well, anyway, that's all they have to do is we're out of timeouts. We can't stop the clock. Um, But an outstanding effort. Uh, Again, like you said, playoff football. It just went back and forth the whole time. And, uh, you know, it's a tough tough way to end it. Uh, But our kids... uh, the kids uh, show themselves well in it and very, very competitive in this game. Without a doubt. So here's Mahoney lining up under center. Takes the knee. Now he takes a knee. And uh, there goes the clock inside a minute now. Yeah, they're only going to snap it one more time, I think. Doggone. Yeah, what a, yeah. What a great game is it's gone back and forth the whole night. And, you know, you think about it, uh, we had to settle for that field goal, the very first field goal. Otherwise, we've matched one another right. the whole way. Right. It you was, know, just just a couple of tough breaks uh, and, uh, you know, a couple of drop passes here and there. You know, it's all the plays, games always hinge on about four or five plays. And uh, we can always go back and go back and look at this. We'll look at the film, and they'll do that. But, uh, again, an outstanding effort. Uh Hats off to Coach Moore, you know, taking taking the reins in, what, 39 days before the, the start of the season and getting this team together and and uh, doing a really good job to be competitive up into the second level, you know, getting into the final, into the Sweet 16, I guess, if you want to call it that, in the playoffs. Outstanding job by the coaching staff and an outstanding uh, job by these young men. Uh, tip my hat to the seniors. Uh, 
they they led this transition. They led this year and, and did a really good job of being able to keep us in, uh, keep us all in the ball games all the way up until the last till the last play. Yeah, without a doubt, without a doubt. I'm and, extremely proud of the effort that they had tonight. Uh, you know, terrible conditions for that first half in the rain and the blowing wind and the rain here. But uh, now both teams gathering and uh, congratulating one another at midfield. Unfortunately for the Lions, that will end their season at 7-5. and five. But what a great season it's been to finish second in Region 6, 5A, and uh, ranked uh, finally got ranked and uh, noticed here in the last week in terms of the effort that they have provided to uh, and, and the, the, the success that they've had towards the last part of the season. But this team, Green Hill, you got to take your hat off to them. They had a, a heck of a running game that uh, we just couldn't quite get a good handle of. And uh, they made the plays when they had to. And, w- again, you take that three points away from the, the beginning opening drive that we had and turn that into a touchdown, we're looking at a, a, a high ball game, game yeah. right and, now. And, uh, and, and, again, in playoff, you know, this round, these rounds of the playoffs uh, – that uh, it, it comes down to those plays. It comes down to those little plays. It comes down to those little decisions and stuff like that. And uh, this time it worked against us. And uh, but it's still a, a valiant effort on the on the Lions' part and a, and a, a season that they can be proud of. Uh, you know they, they don't need to be hanging their heads at all about uh, that coming off this field. I know it hurts. It's 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 going to sting for a little while and stuff. But I think when they look back on this season, they're going to they're going to be proud of the of the of the, of the things they were able to accomplish. Uh, again, in a situation in which uh, probably not too many people gave them gave them much of a chance because of the transition, the coaching transitions being done so late, and uh, they, this team pulled together and, and made themselves a force to be reckoned with this season. And now, you know, the the underclassmen need to get uh, in the weight room. Remember this hurt. Remember this sting. And, uh, and work hard to get ready for next year. And to our seniors, we we wish them the best. Uh, going forward, uh, whether they pursue uh, football in college or whether they pursue their careers, you know, getting their degrees and, and stuff in college, uh, hats off to them. They did a great yeah. job and led led this transition, led this team to to a really good year. Yep, seven and five record for the Lions. Finished second in the region. Have done all kinds of setting, uh, you know, making all kinds of headways in terms of over the last few years in terms of what they've been able to accomplish offensively and defensively on the year by uh, scoring more points than they scored in a long time. So I'm completely proud of them, but I'm really sad. I see my son there's uh, kneeled down by himself. And I'd like to get down there and give him a big hug here just as soon as I can. Very proud of, uh, as you said, the seniors. I just hate to see them go out. He's had a heck of a four-year career here for the Lions, as well as all the seniors. And they're going to be they're going to be reckoned with for sure in years to come. We'll see what happens with the coaching staff. I know this was an interim situation for head coach John Moore, and um, but. Again, extremely proud of what Columbia has done this year. And, again, unfortunately, we fall in the second round of the playoffs, just like we did last year to Summit, who eventually went on to win the state championship in 5A. And now Green Hill ranked number one on many polls. 
We'll see what they do. They're now improved to 11-1 and and will most likely face Page. Last score I had was uh, Page was up in the third quarter 20-3. I'm not sure where that one ends, but as we go off the air here, you'll hear from uh, JP and the folks at TriStar Friday night to give you all the scores and updates. But this one, unfortunately, the Lions fall 21-17 to over a great Green Hill Hawk team against a great Columbia Central Lion team. A great crowd that shows up for the Lions, and uh, they're finishing up now with the coaches there at the on the field and gathering them up and uh, just again can't say enough of them and uh, coach Mike and I've enjoyed my little run here for uh, the last two years doing this call and uh, it's been quite an experience for me and I've enjoyed every bit of it was nervous to all pieces uh, doing this thing every week and uh, but it's been fun. You and Terry this year and last year with Clayton and, and uh, with Terry as well last year. Uh, but <clears throat> this is probably going to wrap it up for me as well. I'm, uh, it's, it's been fun, but uh, Lewis is, will be graduating in, uh, in May and probably time for somebody else to pick up the reins here and, and call these games. But I'd hope nothing but the best for the Lions. And you, you talked about seniors. One of them that I never got a chance to say anything about was Q Martin, who uh, was selected this past week uh, to represent the East or to play in the East-West All-Star game. So that's quite an accomplishment for a young man that hasn't even played football since middle school. So now I'm yeah. sure he's getting ready. He's going to play. He's going to be playing a lot of basketball, and I think that season starts on Monday for the Lions basketball program. So uh, I well, hate ho- to see it for the him. Will give him a chance to get his legs back under. Yeah, well, I hate to see it for him, but yeah. uh, definitely congratulations to him on uh, being selected to play in that East-West All-Star game. That'll be played December 10th at Austin P University. So hope he's able to play in that, and hope he does well. Uh, as he goes forward in his career. But, again, all the seniors that we had, Watson Harvey, Joseph Whaley, Eli Height, and Eli went out. I'm not sure if he got back in or not, but he was hurt. Uh, uh, Mike Johnson, uh, Bubba Perkins, uh, I keep Jordan Brooks, of course, just fantastic guys. Ryan Patterson, I'm going to leave somebody yeah. out without looking at my list, and I don't have a yeah. list right now, but all of the seniors, they've, especially those those guys that have played four years, all four years for the Lions, just my hat's off to them. Uh, Isaiah Cordell, I see him out there congratulating uh, Ryan Patterson or giving him a hug, and I'm just extremely proud uh, of, of what the Lions were able to do, and look forward to where they go in the future and i know this game it it does a lot for you it's been 40 years since i was on this field uh but it it just builds character it 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 prepares you for so much it's more than just a football game you know it's a game of life and uh, you learn responsibilities you learn uh, commitment you learn teamwork 
and this team has really come together this year under very unusual circumstances. A lot of adversity that they've overcome, and uh, they've done a great job with doing that. And Before we have to sign off here and stuff, I want to say it's been an honor working with you uh, side by side uh, doing this. It's been a lot of fun uh, being able to do, to keep my keep my foot in the door in a sense as, as coaching and getting to do the, the fun part of coaching and analyzing what's going on here. Uh, and it's been a lot of fun with you and Terry. I uh, appreciate Clayton giving me the opportunity to do this this year, and, uh, and hopefully we can... Uh, you know, come back next year and, and improve on what we've done, uh, whether it's with Coach Moore or with another coach. That remains to be seen. I, personally, I hope Coach Moore gets to stay, uh, gets to hang around, and, and uh, gets to and, and build this program. Uh, again, I want to say hats off to the seniors. That I can't say enough about it because you you come in with uh, a new coach, a new system, actually, a new offensive, completely different offensive system, and has to put it in and implement it in a very, very short period of time. And uh, they, they catch on to it. They, they buy into it. And they, they rally together and, and become a, a cohesive unit that, that really plays well together. Uh, you know, I was, I was impressed with the resiliency of this team. There were several times they were down in games and just refused to give up and put themselves back in it. And in many cases, came out winning the game. So, um, again, a, a great year, a fun year. Uh, I hate it to see that, that it ends at this point, but uh, uh, that's the playoffs, you know, and, and only only one team is going to come out completely happy in that. Yeah, only eight teams left now, and Green Hill moves on to face probably Page Patriots next week. But So thank all of you, and, and yeah, you've done a great job, Mike. Thank you for everything you've done and for, for running the board and running everything. And, Terry, we appreciate you back at home as well so just thanks to all of you thanks for all of you for tuning in to this broadcast each week we've had a ball doing it unfortunately uh not the way we wanted to end it tonight as uh, the columbia central lions go down to the green hill hawks 21 to 17 here at green hill high school so for coach mike lyle and terry wilcox We appreciate you listening here on 103.7 WKRM Front Porch Radio. Coming up next, TriStar Friday Night Live with host J.P. Plant to bring you the scores and comments from games all across the state, from Bristol to Memphis, for all the playoff coverage. So for Coach Mike Lyles, I'm Lee Maddox saying good night from Green Hill High School. This has been a presentation of the Front Porch Sports Radio Network. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons and we run his dealership and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway or at ParksMotorSales.com. For 40 years, Beck Dental Care has been the personalized and comfortable option for the health of your smile. The caring staff maintains a high level of safety protocols and attention to detail. Advanced technology provides your choice of sedation and the best of dental implant solutions to restore complete oral health. Open until 6 p.m. two nights a week. Call us at 931-388-8452 or visit us online at beckdentalcare.com. 
Hello, I'm Rick Whitley. And I'm Daniel Pollard from Jones and Lang Sporting Goods. We would like to take this opportunity to thank all of you for the many years of support. Since 1966, Jones and Lang has been locally owned and operated and supplying teams from T-ball to college. Stop by and see what we can do for you. We offer a wide variety of services from silk screening and embroidery to our custom trophy and awards department. We're open Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, and Saturday, 9 to noon. Remember, Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. At Murray Regional Medical Center, we know being at home is always your first choice. Our home services team helps you as you recover at home by providing individualized care, progress monitoring, and reporting to your doctors. Whether you need nursing care, rehabilitation services, home health aids, or disease management, Murray Regional's Home Services offers the care you need. Services are available in Murray, Marshall, Lawrence, Williamson, Lewis, Giles, Wayne, and Hickman counties. For more information, visit murrayregional.com or call 931-490-4600. Columbia Central Lions football on WKRM is brought to you in part by Parks Motor Sales, Jones & Lang Sporting Goods, Roof Systems, Inc., Right Care, Columbia Franklin Kubota, Ten Pin Alley, Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, Holland's Pharmacy, Columbia Foodland, Beck Dental Care, Ledrich and CSH Incorporated, Brown's Body Shop, Murray Regional Medical Center, Quick Marks, Davis Heating and Cooling, and by Sands Fence Company. You're listening to the home of the Columbia Central Lions for the past 75 years on WKRM, 103.7 and 1340 AM. 